Let me have a sip of my actual water. Your actual water, as opposed to... Yeah. My um, milk my milk and uh, bean water. I really don't want to tell you about your bean water. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Whip, say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by Drummer Matt, say 99! 99! Yeah! Oh my goodness, how are you lovely gentlemen this day? Doing okay? Doing okay? How are you Matt? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. How are you Snipe? I am functioning within normal parameters you are absolutely not i am not i've had four hours sleep yesterday and i'm kind of a bit jittery so this is probably going to be one of those podcasts <laughs> which is good that i'm getting out of the way before the special super special 100th episode which blows my fucking mind might i add yeah so uh do, do you want to actually open uh mentioning that uh because yeah sure. we're gonna have uh a live episode for yeah. the next one because but, it's the 100th just but, like we did for the 50th but seeing as you know there's like a very serious pandemic going on and a quarantine we can't really be in the same place which is fine so we're just basically gonna live stream it and try and fucking redneck engineer something to make <laughs> that work so we will, we will use the power and it's a very complicated system of webcams <gasps> In order to appear as if we are all on screen at the same time. But we Largely, won't be. Well, we will be. Uh, that's why no, it's no, but we a... won't be in the same room. Because that, that like camera trickery in modern day super science will make it look like we are. Well, I mean, I guess... But I, we aren't. I guess, Matt, if you want to get yourself like a big green blanket behind you, I could chroma key you in. Perfectly. <laughs> or okay, could you I'm make him it. really small so he's like on my shoulder? Or like, he looks so he looks like he's behind me but far away. Can you do those things live on the fly? Because yes, yeah, per- yeah, it's possible. Yes, I mean okay. I'm not, I'm not going <gasps> to. That means if, if Drummer <laughs> Matt says something silly, I can go. Well, that's it. I'm going to eat you, and then I could just shrink him down and pretend to eat him, and then bold everyone you, will be like, oh. bold of you to assume that I will let you near the controls <laughs> on a live episode. <laughs> that is a very good point, actually. <laughs> Uh, but yes, so um, we're not 100% sure on the date. We'll, um, it, we will boost the heck out of it. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll announce it as soon as we have a solid date. Because um, with various things, we might have to move things around. But yeah, yeah so next episode will be a live one. Um, may God have mercy on all of our souls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also put out a uh, new codex compliance, so on. So check that out. It's on. Like, f- comment, subscribe. It's on the fourth edition of uh, Codex Orcs. Well, more accurately, the fourth edition Codex Orcs doesn't work. Nah, it doesn't work like that. No. Um, which actually, uh, someone pointed out, and I realised they were one hundred percent correct. We never mentioned that it was also completely valid the entire way through sixth edition as well. So yeah, it was but used no through 4th, 5th, and 6th. No one played 6th edition. Well, people did play 6th edition and they didn't like it, which is why 6th edition only lasted for like two years. Yeah. So that's why no one remember. Well, that's why we didn't remember it, because fuck 6th well, edition. We literally, pl- I think I played like two games of 6th edition. 
I think I played one and was like, nah, I'm good. And then just didn't play for two years. It was longer than that because I completely missed seven. <laughs> yeah, because I was still like, eh, six was so bad. Mm. But anyway, we, oh, I guess with, like if, if we put like, I don't know, because we spoke a little bit about Warhammer. If we put it like in the title or something, then we'll get loads more views. <laughs> is, that, is that why? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. We just we just mentioned Warhammer. Uh, fucking. Are you talking about that very real conundrum we've had where we've talked about Warhammer in the episode and we're like, oh, we know that if we put a, put a a forty k thing in the thumbnail, we always get more views, and yeah. you don't want to be cynical about it. But also, <laughs> brought snick in the thumbnail. It's it rhymes with tits in the thumbnail. But you did have to explain it. So Which makes it funnier! It actually does not in this instance. Drama Matt, can you back me up on this, please? Because it doesn't. it's only really a half rhyme anyway. So yeah. it's, it's really... Again, that makes it thrice as funny. It, it's not just tenuous. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's, see, Drama Matt's may, may I, I, mean, make, I, I think you're wrong, but I also know how tidy you are, and I don't dare tell you that you're wrong, so... <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best, dear. I suppose probably the best way to go about things is that um, in your in your present condition, it's probably wise for you not to make judgment calls about what is very funny. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the uh, codex compliance up. Uh, next one's going to be the Lost and the Damned. Yes, yeah, so that's oh, going to be yes. a big boy. So yeah, um, I've I've written the intro to it already because uh, I wrote it at the same time that I wrote the other one. So that means like twelve months ago. Oh god, you're like <laughs> the Fifty Shades of Grey like movie adaptation of like codex compliant, but it's going to be good. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> They basically wrote and filmed like well, like all of them in like the space of a year and a half because they were like, oh shit, all these horny Karens are gonna get really bored real fucking quick. So they just I thought they that. only filmed the second and third one back to back because they didn't know if they were gonna get picked up for the other movies when they did the first one. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so the second and third ones. Okay. Yeah. So the metaphor breaks down a little bit at that no, point. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, uh, Lost and the Damned, that'll be the next one. Um, hopefully will be out this month, um, but if it runs a little late, it's because uh, those... Quarantine and depression. Well, yeah, I mean, there is that. Uh, but also, my God, is it difficult to try and narrow down the information in those uh, those old books. And this one's mm. bigger than Slaves to Darkness. You know what I can't wait for? The really clever people in the comments who are like... Oh, but you forgot this. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 Stephen, we didn't. This was a 25 minute video and we couldn't literally read the entire book start to finish to you. We didn't forget it. We omitted it because it didn't fit with the flow of the narrative of the video. The last, uh, the last of the Realm of Chaos books mm. we did. There's literally a bit like that in the video. I honestly still get mad about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because um, it's just like... People saying, mm. oh, you forgot to mention this drives me fucking nuts. Because it's yeah. like, no, we didn't forget. We just didn't. Yeah, because it, like, it's it's kind of like... It's, uh, it's frustrating. But don't, don't worry about it. it was, it's good, it's good times. It's good fine. times. Everything is fine. Good times. Good times. Good times. Um, so we hope you're spending your like quarantine well. I hope if you're working from home, you're you're you know having a good one. Don't forget 
to to have like like ten ten to half an hour like break. Like in like like every hour of work, you know, go up, have a walk around, get yourself a nice glass of water. Just take care of yourself because it can be really hard, especially like working from home, to just like to separate from work, mm-hmm. and that's not very healthy for you. And it does kind of like it can mentally trap you in a box of constant stress, and it's not good for you. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Neither do I. No, but it's... Oh, God. Just, just, like, if nothing else, just be mindful that that is a thing that can happen, and uh, unfortunately you do kind of have to, like, spatula your butt off, like, the computer desk or whatever. It's one of the reasons like, why there's a recommendation sometimes of that you get changed into your work clothes to yeah. do your work and then change out of them when you're done with your work because then it helps create a separation. Mm. Well, I mean, for a dominatrix, that's like a necessity, really. Yes, but I feel that dominatrix as dominatrices. I think both are correct. <laughs> um, I, I feel that... Um, I feel that they probably have other issues with getting their their chosen career to function during a lockdown. Well, I mean, the, than, than simply I having d- different changes of plans. I do hope that you know, especially with like the prevalence of like OnlyFans and stuff, which is awesome because you know, heck yeah, sex workers—that's real work—and we should protect them. Hmm? It's like you know, dominatrixes or like you know, any other kind of like like sex worker can just basically sit on the computer and be like, "Hey, it's not quite my usual vibe." But here we go. This is a thing. So that's cool. But even dominatrixes need to have a separation from work. And and... I was not suggesting they didn't. No, I'm just saying, you know, that's like, it is a real thing. You kind of get a bit like tied to work because you're working at home and then you're like the lines blur. Mm. On a similar note, um, if you are working uh, from home and doing your stuff for like, this might not be something you regularly do. Uh, try not to wank yourself to death. Um... <laughs> yeah, I just say that when I had a mouthful of coffee, you bastard. Um, I just I... Is, that, is that a bit of advice out there? You is know? that a problem people have? If someone's at home on their own and they've got work to do, you know... I mean, that being said... You're at the computer, you've not got your boss, uh, boss looking at you. Okay, but like absolute power move. Masturbate in the office while the boss is standing over you. There's at least... Fifteen reasons why that's bad. Name. Unless you're you're in a place that. Well, what if you're a dominatrix? Unless you work in a sperm bank and you're just topping up, you know. I don't know. That's not happening. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, apparently people wank themselves to death, and that's fine. If you're gonna be wanking while working, don't forget to you know keep your intake of zinc up, because otherwise you'll you'll look like the. Uh, the victims of the weird water, like, stabby thing from Tank Girl that dehydrates you. <laughs> I like how you managed to pick a reference that, that it's, you will get. That I get. And you're not happy about it. 80% of the audience will either not remember or will have not seen because Tank Girl was not a movie that did well. No, nor it, is it good. was terrible, but the comics are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to move into the main bulk of the episode? Yes. Um, yes, please. Okay. Um, Wibblet, what have you been up to? I Tell have... Tell us just a little bit. I have not played any video games, I am afraid to say. Well, I mean, I have played video games, but To nothing... be fair, you have been burning through... 
some hobby stuff. So yes, um, so the few the bits and pieces I've been doing, I've been doing loads more with my Grot Rebellion army. I managed to get a Grot Cutter from uh, um, Morka. and it's nice. So good, which is really cool. I, I had the uh, the dilemma of what to run it as because if you're not familiar with it, um, in Gorkamorka, um, the whole Rebel Grot thing happened, and they. Because Grots like went off, they they're not actually able to assemble a lot of things themselves because they basically don't understand how engines work. So they're I mean, vehicle... neither do orcs, but yeah, no. In- inherently, they like just just instinctively know how to build these weird like ramshackle. Yeah, things. mechs basically have a genetic knowledge of how to build an engine, mm. and Grots don't have that. Yeah. so they're just kind of like fucking what. So they have two vehicles, which are um, luggers and cutters and cutters are ones that have sails um, and they don't really have any weapons uh, on the original models so it was like okay so I want one because they're like an intrinsic model to the old Grot Rebellion stuff and since I'm doing Grot Rebellion I thought that'd be really fun to have reminds me a bit of a catamaran they are a bit like catamaran yeah I just think that's um, cool in, in a weird way yeah I, I do get it because they, they look it looks very much like a kind of um, waterworldy kind of thing. Yeah, it's got like a sail on it. Because, yeah. yeah, they don't know how it's, to work It's waterworld, but with no water. So it's just a world. Um, oh. But... <laughs> okay. But yeah, they don't have any weapons on them. And so... And they sit in this kind of weird size thing where they're a lot taller than you think. Um, but they are about the size of the old buggy models. Okay. And so you do sit there and you go, okay, what could I run these as? And you're like, oh, look, I can run them as buggies, but the old buggies are a legends unit now. So I, mm. you can't, I kind of prefer to have them be a unit that will actually get updated mm. um, and, and amended. So it's like, okay, well, what else is there? Well, I mean, I could run them as grot tanks. Um, they're cool. Because they're about the same size. So, well, actually, they're, they're bigger than grot tanks, but they're spindly, so it's fine. Um and then, then the randomised movement that Grot Tanks have would make sense because they're wind-powered. That would kind of work with them. But Grot Tanks also have a like 4-plus invulnerable save, which doesn't feel right for something that is made literally out of a few scraps of metal and a large sheet that they presumably stole off someone's bed. <laughs> um, so the other option is to run them as war bikes. Now, they're a lot bigger than war bikes, but war bikes have a really shit stat line that probably fits better with what, with how many shots one of these things would actually survive. Um, but the thing is, I've only got one of them, and the only one of those three things that you can only have one of is a water uh, is a war buggy. So that's what I'm going to run them as for now. I mean, as such, I I've put a little magnet underneath it so I can uh, so basically I, could, I made a weapon mount for it so that I could put on different weapons because yeah, the original vehicle didn't have any. So I've got like an assault ca- a thing I made from an assault cannon and a rocket launcher, so it can kind of fill in for the various different weapons that those different units have. So it's a thing, uh, but it means I get to run a grot cutter on tabletop in fucking twenty twenty, <laughs> which is just cool to me. Yeah, that's um, very good. You know what I've just realised? What? So, with all, like, quarantine and all the the world's madness and horror going on right now, we've forgotten that this year, April in its entirety is 420. Yeah, that is a thing. <sighs> and we're all too, all too stressed to make make the weed jokes about it. 
some of that good mar- mar- marijuana's <laughs> <laughs> You're having real trouble, aren't you? <laughs> I'm having trouble. Oh, I'm darling. sorry. <clears throat> darling. I'm sorry, everybody. It's okay. A um, hug might help. That's the sound of a hug. You go. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of a hug. <laughs> Thank you for the hug. That it's did okay. Help. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, Grotz. Been doing loads more of them. I've cannibalized more Grotz from my old Orc army. So now I have... <laughs> you know, if you stop eating them, you might have more models to paint. Maybe. But I've got 40 Grotz now. Mm. I've got about... Uh, it's like 730 like, points. <laughs> They're three points apiece, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got like... Yeah, my, my army's currently at like 730 points, I think. Okay. So if Not I take bad. out my gene stealers, I could fight you with my my tyranids. Yeah, yeah, we could. I, I honestly don't have like three days spare to just spend rolling dice. But you yeah. think you've cut it bad? I'm the one who has to roll for that many grot shots. Oh, when will they build your statue? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the next time I make an an order from uh, anywhere, I am going to be getting. I think I'm just going to get the um, movement trays for Apocalypse. Yeah. Just to move these fuckers around. Um, But apart from doing that, which I've spent a shite load of time painting, not actually finished painting much, because I've also been painting a Dakajet, so it's, you know, a lot of time has been put into things and haven't got much finished yet, but that's just... Everything's looking amazing, though. Thank you. Um, I've also... I also watched the end of Steven Universe because the second half of Steven Universe Future came out. Oh, I've heard good things, but I've heard it's a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Very much so. So you need the spoons for it. So I know that I'm the only one here that has got substantially far through Steven Universe. Mm. Um, and by that, I mean I've watched all of it and it's perhaps my favourite cartoon of all time, if I'm honest. No. I fucking love it. I do need to watch it, but like... Uh, I don't know. I've, I've spoken about that before, where like you want to watch something and you're very invested in watching it, but you can't for some reason. It's like a yeah. weird like mental health thing. I don't know. I'd say Steven Universe is a really good thing good show to get past that because the the episodes are 10 minutes long so that honestly i don't think that helps <laughs> it, it makes them very bite-sized um, um it does take a little bit to get going so i know you have problems with that max you watched like a handful of it and just yeah. didn't really get into it yeah yeah um but it's uh, i will say like you know just as a general thing it is absolutely worth cause it's like it takes about like it takes probably about like ten or so episodes. A um, hundred minutes in this economy, and it's—I mean, those those—it's not like those first ten episodes are bad, but it takes them before the show starts to show the signs of what it will become. Well, I mean, like um, I tend to when I view a new piece of media, I tend to not just what I tend to watch the pilot, but I don't really take it. I take it with a pinch of salt because yeah. the pilot is usually the thing that they'll go, okay, what's popular right now? Um, okay, like like Friends is popular. Just tell how fucking old I am. <laughs> so like you know we'll like make it look like a slice of life thing, but it's actually like a sci-fi like thing. You know that that or like like with Orange is the New Black. Yeah, the whole mm. first season was basically just, just them. We need to get a second season so then we can start doing the storyline we actually want to do. And then Piper became like a fucking tertiary character. And I'm like, good, she's so she much better. Shit. She's so much better in the, the subsequent series. She, she's literally an MLM Karen. Mm. She's so... 
I mean, she's garbage, and I don't like her because I mean, they make her the butt of the joke. Yeah, so, because let's so be she, honest, she's fucking hysterical. Yeah. She's some fucking out of a depth like. But that was straight up, like, they had to do that because that was how they got the show commissioned, was because they were able to more easily sell it from the perspective of having her as the main character. Mm -hmm. And then once they... And they started phasing her out. And then they were like, oh yeah, no, we don't need it. Um, But anyway, um, so yeah, Steven Universe, really, really good. Would entirely recommend anyone sticking with it, like, sticking with it. Like, I still really enjoyed those early episodes, but they pale in comparison to how good the show gets. Mm. Now, obviously, the show ran for a billion seasons. I don't actually remember how many seasons it had. That's a lot of fucking um, seasons. But then uh, it kind of culminates in a nice ending, and it's it's a good, satisfying ending to the to the show. And then there was a movie, which deals with some extra little bits, and it's kind of well, interesting. It's kind of like a few years on, so like Stephen's like. He's older. He's got he's, a neck. He has. A, that's how you know someone's like an adult. Their eyes get smaller and their their neck mm. gets longer. And that's what um, happened to me when uh, apparently cause I, I I um read an interview with Rebecca Sugar, who's um, the main kind of creator behind um, Steven Universe. In fact, uh, the uh, Steven's broadly based on her brother, um, huh. who is called Steven, not Universe Sugar. Um, Steven Universal. Steven Universe Sugar. Um. And when they when they made the movie, they also were told, basically, do you want to have, you know, a handful of more episodes uh, to while we're doing this? Like, do you want that? And they they went, yeah. Um, and so, what Steven Universe Future was, uh, well, is and was, I guess, it's like Batman of the Future is Steven Universe. It's sort of an epilogue to the whole thing and delves into a lot of stuff that they weren't really able to in the main series. And without spoiling anything, because it's really worth watching, um, the general theme of it is the the nonsense that the characters and especially Steven has gone through throughout the entire run of the show that all catching up and it being it being treated really realistically so it's basically a character dealing with their own failing mental health when on paper they don't feel like they have anything to feel sad about or feel bad about. Oh, um, you mean mental health problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's basically them dealing with that, with going through the framework of the gems and all this, and, and all this, and, you know. And it's really good. And it, oh, like, the originally, because I didn't know they were going to do the second half, the original first half has a real downer ending to it. And, like, I was kind of okay with it if that was where it was going to end. It was a downer ending, but it, I was like, okay, fine. Like, it kind of earned that, given the rest of the concept of the show. Um, but it has a much nice, it has a much more upbeat ending with this with these other episodes, and so it's nice, cool. Um, had me a few parts where I was, uh, you know, I was sitting there and getting quite emotional about it, and other parts where I was very, you know, just grinning ear to ear <laughs> uh, because. Yeah, I like the show. I like the characters. It's really good. I 100% recommend watching it. Um, similarly, I also watched through the entirety of something that I mentioned last time. So you know how I've said for a while, I should really go back and watch Venture Brothers again. 
So you ah, went and watched yes. um, Star Trek from TOS 2? Yeah. <laughs> no, I watched the entirety of Venture Brothers, uh, all seven seasons. Okay. Um, and I have some observations about that fucking show. Um, <laughs> okay. So. I mean, does Brock get any hotter? Is it even possible? Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. I guess. <laughs> I like it how he can't say spaghetti. Oh, I love that in a man. <laughs> He's that is like, that is a reveal oh, in the final season that he says Piscetti. <laughs> I have to sit on my hands. <laughs> so if you're if people aren't familiar, because I think we mentioned it last time, it's based. It's sort of a parody of shows like Johnny Quest, um, of you know the boy the boy adventurers, and, Super and, Sleuth, and uh, and Super Science, and like outra- uh, you know outrageous supervillains, um, and it's a, a sort of parody of that. And speaking of like pilots, the pilot of, of Venture Brothers is super fucking rough because it's not even animated the same. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I was a bit sort of, I, I wondered how well the show would age because, not to put too fine a point on it, but it, I think the first season went out in like 2003 or something like that. Yikes. Um, and boy, howdy. I was still at school. Boy, howdy, does some of the fucking humour. Of, Ooh, yeah, of it not age well like they still use like the r slur yeah all the time actually that's mm. real it gets lesser and lesser over time but it's really fucking common in those early couple of seasons and Ugh. there's all they u- uh, using gay as a pejorative is really common in those early seasons well as i mean well. like uh doctor girlfriend was like it was like haha woman with deep voice and oh, speaking yeah. as a woman with a deep voice it's like Okay. Shitloads of re- of stuff that is basically just really sh- being shitty about trans people mm-hmm. in in that with that character and. I mean, I love Doctor Doctor Girlfriend. I think she's a fantastic character, and I really like her. And mm. I love the fact that she has a deep voice, not because haha funny, just because it's really interesting, and I really like it. You know what's really cool mm-hmm. is that um, so as part of the wider thing is that so. All of this stuff you have to take in mind if you want to go back and watch watch yeah. the show, and you do kind of need to watch the show kind of from from one thing to, from one you know one end to the other because as it goes on, the story becomes more important and the emotional weight of things kind of becomes more you know it, you get it from seeing the path that these characters travel, but they get so much better about that. Basically, the last like two seasons of it all of that stuff is just gone awesome all the stuff that like like the, those kind of jokes like character like basically um doctor girlfriend although she has various different names throughout the throughout the doctor, show doctor doctor mrs the monarch the monarch <laughs> the monarch the mighty monarch and i'm just like i love it um but as time goes on, they, you know, they stopped doing that. And she's just treated as, she's just a character that, like, people just don't mention the fact that she has it. There's like, the occasional joke of the fact that she does have a, a, an outrageously deep voice, like, for anyone. She, oh, no, the, the thing is, Doc Hammer's voice, because the guy voices yeah. her, is like... He, he has a deep voice, and then he makes it super yeah. deep for her, and it's... I love it. I like again. This isn't something like haha. No, it's just I love to see yeah. it. The jokes about her voice, uh, any jokes about her voice at that point, are only jokes that would be made about anyone with a voice that deep. So it's not oh, really yeah. a thing. Um, 
and yeah, uh, as the show gets on, um, you start noticing like the like how much characters change and grow, and oh by God. the by the end end of it, um, the last two seasons especially, boy howdy does the story start taking a real kind of front seat to things, and where the the last season that's been made, which I think was made in two thousand eighteen, yikes! Um, oh, I forgot it's traditionally animated, so it took like. Two, three years in between seasons. It takes a while. Yeah. Um, It it ends in a place where I would not have seen, like, watching the early episodes where it's just goofy nonsense. With a bunch of slows thrown in everything. Everything's a punchline. Yeah, lots of of language that's a bit iffy in the earlier ones. By a bit iffy, I mean, yikes. Literally Um, a bag of dice. It's so dicey. um, But by the end, it has. There's characters with so much heart and characters that make mistakes but do so in such a earnest way how has like it seems like it's turned out to be really wholesome and quite emotionally um what's the word resonating yeah it does it 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 gets really good really really good um there are a couple of things i'd like to mention about it though um which is that i saw a lot of them uncensored oh yeah with the dicks because so, they just draw the dicks. Yeah, so it turns out whenever they censored the genitals, boy howdy, they drew them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it leads to a really interesting point. So normally when you hear episodes of the show and people swear, it gets bleeped out. And I personally think that generally speaking, like I know we swear all the fucking time uh, in the podcast. <laughs> Do we? And uh, <laughs> when we stream and, and things. But in Codex Compliant, we don't. Um and if well, we do, we, we, we censor didn't, it. We did in the earlier episodes, but it just didn't really mm. fit the tone. And, and over time, I've sort of kind of just got used to doing that. And I think it... I think in I a scripted it, setting, I think, like, bleeped swears is just way funnier. It's usually funnier to bleep them yeah. out. Mm. And yeah. I think in a lot of cases in comedy, usually the bleep can be funnier than if you just say the swear. Everyone knows what you're saying. Sometimes but the it, that's funnier. the joke. Um, the absolute... Venture Brothers has the best example of that in practice, which is there is, um, in the f- end episode of season four, there is a joke about... So the main one of the main characters of it is um, Dr. Venture, um, who's... Who's called his name? Well, his name's Thaddeus Venture, but um, he's referred to as Rusty Venture. Because he's like he was like a child star in like his, his own like Johnny Quest kind of show. Yeah, but also those adventures were real, and he is yeah. ludicrously traumatized. And you find out over he's, the course of the show that like, he is a terrible human being, but also he was given such a shit lot in life. Um, but yeah, he's he's Rusty Venture. Yeah, basically, he's Rusty Venture, and it turns out that Rusty a Rusty Venture is a euphemism for a sexual act in the universe. <laughs> in the universe of the show, yeah. Um, and if you see the the censored version of it, it's like a thing where um, someone will will say like, "Oh yeah, a Rusty Venture is," and then they'll reel off this this repeatedly beeped thing with like loads of weird hand gestures. <laughs> so it would be like. Oh yeah, a rusty venture is when you beep and then you uh, and then you take your hand and then you you grab the middle of it and then you beep until you do until you're beeping in your beep whilst you're beeping, you know it. And then the cow can go home. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's funny. And I meant cow you, as an animal. I wasn't being derogative. 
Okay, mm. I, yeah. I assumed you meant yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual... but just just wanted to. Um, whereas, if you see the uncensored version, then they do just reel off these like intentionally gross sex acts. What was it you said? <laughs> it's basically just the aristocrats. Yeah, basically. And if you don't know what the aristocrats is, don't Google it. It's disgusting. It's, <laughs> it's an old comedian joke. joke where it's like, oh, family goes in, does a bunch of disgusting shit. And the talent agent is like, "Oh, that's cool. that's that was really something. What do you call it? The aristocrats." Yeah, yes, it's it's an old joke. It was a, it was a joke. Like every comedian had their own version. Yeah, um, but but it's but when you hear the actual versions of them all, they're just really it becomes really boring and mundane. Mm. Whereas when you heard the beeps, there was mystery. You didn't know what they said. So you, so it was funnier because you were filling in the gaps of what they actually said. I mean, I, I really like, what was it? I'm sure it was like, oh yeah, Rusty Venture when you like beep, 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 beep like weird hand mm. gestures. And someone's like, no, that's the reverse frog man. The Rusty Venture yeah. is when you beep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it just kept going like that. It's like, that's fucking hilarious. But if it's just like, oh, yeah, Rusty Venture is when you shove, you shove a trombone up your butt, and then like uh, it's mm. like okay, that's not funny. I mean, yeah. it's 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 silly and outrageous and a little bit gross, but it's still like the bleep is just that yeah. superior comedy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a really interesting like if you want to see the best example of how censorship can be funny, like yeah. can be yeah. funnier than the the thing. That's mm-hmm. like a really good example of it. Um, but yeah, um, so. Yeah, uh, especially yeah, seeing how characters start off because there's um, there's Gary. Who, oh, I love Gary. He starts off as just just a henchman. <laughs> He's literally like a one-off henchman because all all of um, the, ma- the the main antagonist, um, the monarch, all of his henchmen like to begin with. They all just have silly voices. Yeah, there's and like those... one that's kind of like a weird Ray Romano. Yeah, and there's like uh, and there's uh, twenty one and twenty four who kind of stuck around, and yeah, one of them sounds like Ray Romano, and one of them. But just you don't got want like, to punch him in the face. Yeah, one of them's got like a stereotypical nerd voice, and that's Gary, and he eventually just becomes like this really central character who grows, and he's like he's such a. They do so much with him; it's really genuinely interesting. I mean, even when even the the. Uh, seasons i've seen like the amount of growth in that character is outrageous yeah and also the holst scene where like he rolls up in his car and like waiting for gary to get out and it's just that's the funniest fucking thing yeah they that is so fucking you, funny you might have seen it on social media because yeah the two henchmen doing uh mars from the planet suite oh okay right uh, it's so fucking <laughs> it's the best it's the funniest shit I've ever seen not like Pickle Rick no <laughs> I actually no. realise it's an interesting thing because um, it is a counterpoint to something like Rick and Morty Dr. Venture is a bastard and he's never presented as being anything other than a bastard nor is he ever shown to be right yeah he's just a douche he is he is a bad person and the show never sides with him uh, so Even it does. A, all out it, do, it does a much better job at bad bad people as main characters. So yeah, Venture Brothers really good. But boy howdy, I keep saying boy howdy. I don't know where I've picked that up. Oh, yeah. You probably picked it up. From I don't me. know why I'm doing that now. You picked it up from my brother. Well, since I've not spoken to him in months, I doubt it. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's he's pretty catchy. He is everywhere. Yeah, he is omnipotent. Omnipresent. But, yeah. 
We'll see. With with the massive caveats that if you do watch it, you have to sit through a lot of early 2000s edgy humor where they just think slurs are a punchline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, it does get really good, but yeah. Yeah, big big content heavy, warning heavy on that. Heavy caveats, though. And there's a lot of subjects in it that, boy, yeah, they, they come... Boy howdy! Boy howdy! <laughs> boy howdy. <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know what, fuck it, I'm just saying you know, it lean now. Into that's, it. that's my thing now. Yeah. I say boy howdy, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, it's like how I say pilgrim, which I don't know where I got that from. No, I don't know, and you don't do it very often. Not anymore, no. no. Uh, yeah, some of the stuff is very, very dicey, so yeah. There is one thing that I would like to bring up. One other thing that we okay. did that I think we'll all have a little something to say about. Okay. Which is the finale of Star Trek Picard. <gasps> yeah, I Yes, I liked it. I also liked it a lot. I appreciate that some people don't like it. And they have valid... Re- I mean, if you don't like something, that's fine. But like I've seen, I remember ADB was saying it's just a bit grimdark. Yeah, uh, and, uh, you know what? That's a completely valid criticism. Yeah, so it's, it's got a very different tone to like the old the old things. I think part of it comes from the fact that rather than being little self-contained episodes, it's one narrative strung out over 10 episodes and so the the bad times that come at the start of that kind of narrative take up a huge chunk of the front yeah. load of it. But mm. um I I will say that towards the end of it because the show's kind of fundamentally about Picard Picard getting his groove back, um, <laughs> the hopefulness starts to come into the show more uh, mm. as it goes on. And I think that's... If if you were turned off by the kind of more grim tone, it might be worth watching, watching to the end. I'm not saying that if you disliked it, you'll like it if you watch the rest of it, but it... It does get cheerier. Yeah, it might. you might get some out of the rest of it. Um, and also, if 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 that doesn't sell you, then Rios is a real babe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that that mm. might get you through. But yeah, I thought I thought it did some interesting things. Got very Mass Effect at times, didn't it? Mm. Very much so. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's um... fine. I'm trying to think of like what to, what to say without like bringing any spoilers. I thought, see, I have a bit a, a pretty simple gauge when it comes to grim dark kind of stuff. Mm. So, is it grim? Is it dark? Okay. Um, do I, if I if I give a shit about it, it's usually where it still has funny moments. Yeah, it's like the Matrix. Everything is miserable ninety nine point nine percent of the time, and it's just a bit much. Everything's serious yeah, and yeah. miserable and, ooh, I'm wearing peel leather, bleh. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> then there's, like, Picard where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that is shit, but it still has some really funny moments or really heartwarming moments. And it's like, I think that's a good balance. Yeah, I think it, I think it managed it pretty well. Yeah. And I'm, I'm personally really looking forward to um, the second season, which we know is happening. Yeah, and hopefully, like, Guinan comes, like, pops in. Well, Cause, like, yeah. she should be, yeah. That would be so lovely. Because, ah! yeah, there, there was a handful of cameos. Less than I was expecting, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing, because ultimately, like, mm. you don't... The show relies a lot on nostalgia. At the end it, of the day. It absolutely does, yes. But I think it it lent on it 
the about the right amount because I think it, it, they could have like just had the whole crew of the Enterprise just show up like one that, per that would have been pretty blatant and it probably would have turned me off. Yeah, but like the 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 cameo scattered throughout, I was just like, that's really cool. It made me happy. Yeah, but yeah, I I personally I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to season two. Yes, that that's my summation. Yeah, well, my spoiler free summary. Yeah. What what did you think, Matt? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We watched it with Ruth, and it was interesting watching because I've seen quite a like a fair few of previous episodes and next gen and things but not mm. all of it but enough to like know what a ball cube is and stuff whereas mm. ruth watched it with basically no prior knowledge so it was a little bit interesting watching her reactions because because a lot of it does rely on you having to know at least a bit about the universe and what's yeah. happened previously because no, knowing uh you know it's it's not spoilers cause it's the first fucking episode um but the whole thing of the anti-synth um, stuff like the uh, the whole Federation putting bans on artificial life. It's like that's completely different to what was previously seen. It's like that's something which you know it shows how the Federation has changed, um, and that's that's like a big shock to you coming into this this you know later on in the world you're familiar with. Whereas yeah, if you've not got no Patrick Stewart's in a lot of those. You mean like Logan? Logan. Yeah. yeah. Also, I heard Patrick Stewart say the F word, and I have not been the same since. <laughs> that was in Logan. Yeah. He, he, he just turns around and goes, fuck off, Logan. And I'm like, oh, where did you learn such naughty language? <laughs> it shocked me because I was like, I grew up with the X-Men movies. I, I grew up with the X-Men comics and cartoons, and I'm such a huge X-Men fan. Mm. And I was just like, oh. Chuck, you can't say that shit. What are you doing? <laughs> That's very naughty. But yeah, it was also weird because like Discovery had the first like Star Trek f bomb. Yes, it did, and there's a few in in Picard as well. Yeah, there was a few. I don't think they were kind of overused. No, I, I, I do think they did add like they did add punch to the sentence they were being used in. Spoiler alert: Picard does not say say an f word. Yeah, I don't think he does. No, he does not because no. I really wanted a. <sighs> I really want to fuck off, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> I really want that. Here's to season two. Come on, season two. I need to fuck off, Wesley. <laughs> Wesley Starchild's his way back into the fucking show. Just to be told to fuck off. He appears on the bridge of this. Serena? Yeah? It's like oh, a hot ship, yeah. Uh, I was, I'm really bad with names. I, um, I assume it's named after a cliche. He he appears, you know. Wesley appears on the bridge. Is like, hey, I've been a star child for the last twenty fucking years. What's what's been going down? And Picard's just like, fuck off, Wesley. And that, and then, that, like, oh, and then, okay. he, just, then he just turns back into a ball of light and floats yeah, off. I thought you said he turns back into a Christmas jumper and evaporates. <laughs> maybe. I maybe. really hope he like if if we do see him again, I do hope he's wearing a fuck ugly jumper. Yeah. In the future, I hope that ugly jumper technology has only got worse. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's that's like one of the few things Dramat lives for. Mm. Mm. Is the idea that he could have a holographic like garbage. Like a like jumper, space that can, jumper, like a, a non-Euclidean jumper. Like you look at it and it hurts your eyes. Yeah, it's like it's like broken gifts. Yeah, it's blasphemy. It's a yeah, yeah, broken yeah. That's blasphemy. That's the dream. That's the dream. I, to be fair, dude, have you got yourself a pair of shite shorts yet? No, I asked them if they could send me some, and they didn't. So, oh, absolute twats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't give you a free thing. Fuck them. How dare they? 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, so any anyone got any other thoughts about uh, Picard? No, I liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. Also, yeah, like I, I do joke about Daddy Rios, but like, so it's not really a spoiler. He has just like multiple, um, like he's just modeled the multiple like um, holograms. holograms after his own likeness. Not deliberately. He like it. It is kind of like mentioned that there's either you can have it all modeled after like the captain, or you can just have a random like appearance. And he was like, oh yeah, no, I'll have that. And he just hasn't changed it. So like, you've got Rios, who's like you know, got a bit of a Spanish twang because obviously he's mm. super Spanish. Um, then you've got like the psychiatrist, who's like English. You've got a bunch of others with different accents and different kind of personalities, and it's like, damn, dude, it's the an, yeah. range. Well, it's I mean, he's not particularly actor. good at any of the accents. I mean, no, <laughs> no, but it's still he's consistent, which is more yeah, than a yeah, lot of people yeah. are. It's an interesting uh, thing. I, I can imagine for an actor, it'd be very interesting because he's effectively playing like six different characters in the yeah, show. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I, I just I thought that was really interesting, and mm. it was it was very entertaining to watch him, especially the um, the Irish one who's just so lovely. Yeah, what a yeah, sweet little cut. Yeah. He's like he's wearing like a cardigan, and he's just so lovely. <laughs> oh, he's such a darling. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, looking forward to more. Yes, it will it will be interesting to see. Yes. Um. But yeah, that's actually me done. I, I the only video games I've played are the ones that I've just been playing in the background for a while, like Two Point De- Hospital, de-stressifying mm, games. Yeah. yeah, turns out doing codex compliant takes time, and when you're also painting a lot, video games just don't happen to you. Yep. Uh, so uh, Matthew, yes, the drummed Matthew, yes. <gasps> what indeed have you been doing? I have been making holes. And then putting things in the holes, and then making the holes bigger. Yeah, I've been playing Donut County. Good. Oh, good. good. I love, I it, love it, the um, the uh, dialogue in that game. It is the best game. <laughs> it's great, like, isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, I got a donut hole four twenty lol, and then so another character will just turn around and go lol. It is, it is text. It's not like spoken, so it's actually mm. very funny. Yeah. I yeah, it. It's, it took me a little, it took me a good a little while to get into it. I was like, "What is happening? Why is that's that's kind of what my brain looks like?" <laughs> and then, yeah, I think you guys have spoken about this already mm. on the podcast. So I don't I have believe more so, to add. Yeah. But yeah, it is a it is just a good game. I finished it in a couple of hours. I think. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty short, it's but it's, pretty it's short, short and but sweet. But it doesn't need to be any longer. But it's it is great. I got it for like next to nothing, basically. Yeah. Mm. I think it would definitely, if it was any longer, I think it would start to overstay as well. Yeah, so. yeah, because like the levels, they're not exactly complicated puzzles. It's put small thing in the hole, hole gets bigger. Put medium thing in hole, hole gets bigger. Put big thing in hole. Mm. And yeah. before anyone makes a joke, that is just piss poor anatomy, and that's not how it works. Playing, <laughs> it, it it is a real fun game. It's engaging, like, I... but yeah, I'm really glad it's just it is what it is, and it is that long, and it's yeah. just they did it well, and then it was the end. Yeah, and I I do like it's kind of like how do I how do I get big enough to give the hoodoo that suck? 
Yeah, if you're not familiar familiar with the thing at all... You've got to give hoodoos the suck. It's kind of like a reverse Katamari, I guess. Mm, yeah, I've seen it described as that. Where instead of trying to get more things into your giant like ball and like assemble a huge thing, you instead just make a hole, and when it swallows things, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you can swallow bigger and bigger things. <laughs> and occasionally there's puzzles based around that mm. as well. Like, really yeah. basic ones, but yeah. yeah. And there's a, yeah. There is a story, somehow. Yeah, I know, and the story is, like, alarmingly sweet and interesting. It is. Like, it's how so have you managed to make a nice story around this? Because um, I, I remember, because I played through it and really liked it, and then I uh, I said to the sniper, I was like, okay, we're doing a video or a stream or something we did, with we this. We streamed it, didn't Yeah, we? and eventually we just streamed the whole, we streamed the whole game in, like, one yeah. thing with you, mm. and you playing it. Because, um, yeah, it's just a cool little game. It's a, it's a fun little game, yeah. yeah. It's really pretty as well. I really like yeah, it's, how it looks. It is, it is. It's, it just, it ticks a lot of boxes. It's very mm-hmm. cute. The other thing I've started playing, I downloaded Final Fantasy VIII because I've never played it and I thought I'd give it a go. Have fun okay. getting stuck in, like, triple triad for, like, like 40 hours. I played it for about half an hour, and I have no clue what's happening in any possible sense. Dude, that's just Final Fantasy. Don't worry about <laughs> no, it. No, but Final Fantasy VII makes sense. Is that... Mm, I mean, I guess. I haven't really actually played Final Fantasy VIII, but I, all I know is it's a love story with a guy who's even more insufferable than Cloud. I mean, I've played, like, most of the game, so... No, yeah, we're not you, talking... Yeah, not, didn't you like 8? I'm sure you said at the past, at some point, you said you liked it. I have a thing with 8, of that I do kind of like a lot of the systems in it, and I don't think that the story's completely terrible, but it does have a problem, and that is that every time that I try and play it again, because I got to, like, the third disc of it hmm. uh, back in the day, and they just stopped playing it. Did you not complete it? No, I never, never got oh, around wow, to completing okay. it. Um and every now and again I go I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Final Fantasy VIII finally and then I'll play it for like half an hour and then go I'd just rather play Final Fantasy VII again mm. and then I just do that and so yeah I feel like I've never really given it a fair shot but it's yeah it's got a lot of problems I will say um, I just yeah. think like Squall is such a fucking drongo he is. Yeah, he's... Oh, what a dingus that boy is. He he does make Cloud look like he is overburdened with personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Cloud oof, um, does not have much to begin with. Apart from generic dickhead anime protag. <laughs> and then there's Squall who's somehow worse. How do you find the whole drawing magic system? Well, I don't, that's the thing. I've only played it. I've only had like one fight. I was trying to read up some some like tips for how to play. This is why I brought it up because I was hoping you could explain very quickly what. Like, okay. The tips I managed to find was that you basically you're meant to spend most of the fight drawing magic off them and not fighting them or something, and then it just means that every fight takes bloody ages or something. That was seemingly the only tip I could read. I mean, and, fundamentally, yeah. Uh, and so like, basic... I was like, well, that doesn't sound fun. There must be another way of doing it. But... Okay, so basically the, the, core, the core conceit of the way the combat in the game works is that you don't just have spells, you don't have, like, material or what have you that you can mm. just then do the, do the spell and it just costs MP. Uh, spells are effectively like a, an item that you have a finite amount of and you use. Uh, when you draw magic, you take it out of enemies, and so you can draw whatever magic they have, so you can make stocks of certain things. Now, 
that wouldn't be so bad because it'd just mean, oh, you know, when you want, like, a, a certain kind of magic, you can just draw it from the, the ones you want, and you'll always get, like, a bunch of them. So it's not, like, a huge deal. But later on in the game, uh, you gain the ability to basically conjoin um, spells with your stats. So it leads to this awkward situation where you're like, okay, I've got spells like Ultima that are fucking powerful, but that's linked to my strength. So if I use it, then my character gets worse. So you end up with spending all your time drawing magic and then never using it. Wow. <laughs> Just fucking stick with Materia. That shit is awesome. I mean, the, the Final Fantasy uh, games also, It also had made me super hungry because it reminded me of, like, hard candy. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I mean, the, the games have had <laughs> lots of different ways of managing how you get spells. Not You know, the Materia thing is just Seven's way of doing it. And it's a pretty good way, I, I find. Although it does yeah. lead... I it... like Seven. I also thought the Sphere Grid from Ten had, like, some bonuses. I really like the Sphere Grid. I honestly. like the Sphere Grid, you know, because then you could just have everything unlocked because fuck it, why not? I mean, the downside to the Materia system is that it did lead to all of your characters kind of being hybrid spellcasters and melee fighters. Mm. Um, you, it, there was no real benefit to, like... Having a one, having a healer. Whereas I remember, like playing through Final Fantasy like three and four, and like you absolutely needed like dedicated healer characters. Yeah, like that was just a thing you had to have. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. I don't like it. I've never yeah. played it, but I don't like the idea of it. It's it's got a lot of structural problems. Um, but you do have the whole interesting thing. If you you got any guardian forces yet? Girlfriends. Oh, yeah, your that's GFs. what GF for. It, they've t- they've started they've started trying to explain what GFs are, but then they sort of explain it, but they've never actually said what GF stand stood for. I was like, what is a GF? What am I doing here? It's guardian force. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah you it, don't it just... have a GF. You have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> they just started showing some like tutorials about how to you have to like assimilate with a GF or I don't know something. <laughs> I'm very confused right now. Basically, is where what I'm the what all GFs are, are are the equivalent of summons in the game. They just wanted to make summons be something rather than just be spells that you just fire off. You actually like have to like gain kind of attunement with them, and they give you specific abilities. And when you cast a summon, rather than you just throw it as a spell, you basically get a hel- a new health bar that is the GF's health bar. And that then can, and then it has a little countdown until it procs, basically. And it's uh, it's an interesting system. Um, I would be interested to see them have another stab at it and make it not bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a flawed system, but it is an interesting one, mm. and it has some interest because of it. It has some quirks that, yeah. It's interesting. Are you playing it on uh, the Steam release, I'm assuming? No, the um, Switch. It's the remastered oh. version on the Switch I've got. How How is it as a remastered uh, version? Yeah, I mean, I've never played the original, so it's hard. I can't I can't compare. Fair. fair. Because it right. it's got an interesting thing where because it went for a more realistic aesthetic, it kind of aged worse than 7 because 7 mm. looked like goofy cartoon bullshit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. Like, well, the character models are updated, so the character models actually look like fine. Oh, I didn't actually know that. That's, that's yeah, cool. yeah the, so now on, the you're the, the most handsome guy here thing is nowhere near as funny. Because <laughs> his face is, isn't all jank like it was. Yeah. I mean, I want to tell you some, some dumb bullshit from it, but like it would spoil huge things. Okay. Um, 
My last question, just quickly, is that there's a card game in it or something, and it seems to be like that's the main point of the game, but I haven't quite worked out if that's an optional fun thing or if you have to do it. Oh, do you want to know the bullshit about Triple Triad? Uh, yeah. So Is that uh, is that the name of the card game? It yeah, just says card, card. It just says cards everywhere. It doesn't say... I haven't worked out what it's called yet. Yeah, um, basically, uh, you... This, the game is like a thing in and of itself. And it has some, again, like the rest of the game, it has some bullshit in it. Like, um, as you go around the world, you will pick up variant rules. And you are basically patient zero of a, a card game virus. So, <laughs> okay, you know how everyone plays Monopoly wrong? How so? Uh, free parking is not a thing where you get anything. You mm. are allowed to yeah. buy things on the first go-round... Yeah, um, little things like that that everyone, yeah. uh, people have basically house ruled. And if you, and it's actually quite funny. Uh, next time you play Monopoly with your family, point out that they all play it wrong. They don't like it. It's quite funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll ruin Christmas. Dinner. It's like, oh, but that ruins the game. It's like, no, it doesn't. The re- like, it makes the game faster by removing those those bad rules there. Um, but basically, the house rules in this are like you know. Bailouts for big business. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> all, it, all it does is waste time, resources, and money. And yeah, capitalism bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the 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 additional rules to triple triad are, are kind of like you're the person that gains these extra rules, and you have to manage them. You have to stop yourself being patient zero of this fucking virus. So. That's like me rocking up to a fucking like 40k tournament with like literally just like 47 murder fangs. And then like, you know, I'm fighting like, I don't know, dark angels and them going, wait a minute, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, you haven't heard? <laughs> I fucking can. Because you Because I've in. decided and they're like, well, shit, she's decided. Yeah. I mean, oof, it, I guess it, I'm going to lose. It's an interesting idea, but it's deeply flawed and you end up spending far too much time like getting really annoyed because, oh, I need to go and play this person to get this card. But if I do so, that means I'll start spreading the random rule, which means that you don't get to pick what cards you use. You just get them randomly selected from your deck, which all that means is that you then just scrap every card you have except for the ones you want to actually use. Because the other you have some serious unresolved issues with Triple Triad. I played a lot of Triple Triad. Yeah, Uh, and at various points you can basically play it with like every main character and get cards of them. And the reason to do that is that once you get these hyper rare cards that require so much bullshit to get, they break down into some of the rarest items in the game and allow you to functionally be immortal. Oh, what from a cut? What? Yeah, just like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. It's not Magic the Gathering. Some of the things work like auto life, um, so you can effectively cast it on yourself to basically get do-overs, like a Final Attack revive thing from Final Fantasy VII. It allows you to do bullshit like that, which you pretty much can't really do unless you get some of these rarest cards. And to get the rarest cards, you have to play some of the uh, some of these characters, which means you'll spread these bullshit rules, and so the game gets harder and more annoying to play. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I don't know if I'm selling Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, uh, at all go, now. But yeah, G- give it a go. I I have always meant to try and really stick it out because I don't think it's a terrible game. It's just a flawed game. And mm. I think its its flaws are magnified tenfold purely because Final Fantasy VII was its predecessor. 
Yeah. yeah. Which is I mean, not good. Like, imagine trying to follow that up, right? Yeah, exactly. And 9 is also uh, apparently a lot better. I never played it at the time. I've played like the first couple of hours of it, and I really liked the first couple of hours of it. I was just really petty when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, the the graphics look really kiddy and silly compared to the, one, compared to the ones that I liked, and uh, I was just being a shit kid. Um, oh, we're all guilty of it. But it's really, yeah, it, it, yeah. what I've played of it is really good, and a lot of people... A lot of people think Nine is the best Final Fantasy, and mm. I, 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 from what I've played of it, I can understand why. It's a bit more light-hearted. Uh, Zidane is the main Zidane. character. David Bowie with a tail. Uh, he's got a lot more character than, well, both Cloud and <laughs> and Squall. In fairness, Final Fantasy VII will always be my favorite game because it has Sid Highwind in it. I know every game has Sid. Yeah, in I'm it, glad but, like, you clarified Sid Highwind there. But it has there. that Sid Highwind in it. Do you want to know what the Sid from uh, Final Fantasy VIII is? A lady. No, it's, no, that's um 15. It's um Robin Williams. What? It's a head, the headmaster of the school you go to. He's named Sid. Well, yeah, I gathered that. But and, why and is he, lo- he Robin Williams? He just looks like Robin Williams. He's, he just looks like old Robin Williams. Oh wow! Okay, that's actually quite nice. I yeah, hope he's a he's jovial just, fellow. He's just he's just an old uh, an old like slightly portly guy. Oh, that's really nice. Also, I seem to remember him being a nice chap. Mm. So, uh, do you, do you have any thoughts of uh, thoughts on eight from what you have played so far? Um, no, honestly, I played it half an hour. I've done one battle and one card thing, and didn't know what I was doing in either. And then. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll ask you if you've got any tips because I tried to like look up a beginner's guide to explain anything, and that all of them assume at least a basic level of knowledge about it somehow, and I just don't have that, so I have no idea what I'm doing. But yeah, I'll, the, I'll stick at it and see if I can work, if I can plow through and get into yeah, it. Yeah, the, the basic happens. the basic gist is just when you with spells, you need to you need you treat spells like items, and yeah. you have to, and the only way to get them is to steal them. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's the sort of general gist of it. All right, I'll report back next time. There's also a weird mechanic that I always forgot happened, which is where when uh, Squall hits with his um, gun blade, uh, which I can't believe we've gone through a conversation about Final Fantasy and not talked about how stupid Those the gun were blade actual was. Actual things, though. They were no, not like not at no, that scale. Not, not the way they work in the game. No, no, no. But like, I'm just saying that like it's not a particularly new concept. Yeah, I but know. it's still really silly in game. But the thing is, when you attack with it, I think you pull one of the triggers. Yeah, you have to time it or something. And it, if you time it, it does more damage because you fire it. But it, it no point says what's actually mechanically happening there because there's no there's no actual place for a bullet to come out of. It's like you put ammo in it. It's like a pop. It's like a cap gun, I guess. Yeah, but with live rounds, so your gun just fucking this. The, the cylinders are just getting exploded. Yeah, I don't know. And that. jammed horribly. I don't know. So guess... you have to replace because it's like a revol. It's like a revolver, it's like set of chambers, isn't it? Well, squalls is. Um, oh god. Cipher's one is different is and is f- much more likely to break your has wrist. It's got a fucking magazine in it. I don't think so. It's a bullpup sword. It's it, it, it's a much more like conventional pistol shape. Okay, I'll have a look at it um, after and see. I'm trying to think of like a bullpup. Would that mean like the handle of the sword is like, it's like three halfway, quarters away down the blade? Way down the blade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the idea of a bullpup sword because yeah, because yeah, the action's behind it. So you stab, and then all the force of what? <laughs> To be fair, I'm shocked that's not in like a Final Fantasy already. Oh yeah, because they go they go ham. Uh, <laughs> but yes, what else have you been up to? Um, the last thing I've done, we've been watching a new TV series. Um, 
sex education on Netflix. Oh, I've heard really, really good things. Yeah, I really like want to see it. It was forcing us to watch it for a while and doing the Netflix thing, and we watched the trailer, and I just looked so rubbish, and we just didn't. We were like, "Well, that was crap," and didn't think about it again. And then I was out or something, and I got back, and I was, I was like, "Oh, what are you watching, Ruth?" And she's like, "Oh, it's Sex Education." And I was like, "Oh, we're well, halfway through." You was like, "Well, this is halfway through the second series." Um, oh, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I've had a weird experience of watching it because then I started watching it. I was like, "Oh, this is actually quite good." And then by the end of that episode, I was like, "Okay, I'm into this." <laughs> and then I watched the rest of it with her, and now I'm going back and watching through from the, the start. First, oh my goodness! Okay, so it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird way of doing it, but also. It, it is fantastic. It's slight. It might not be for everyone in that it's lots of teenagers talking about sex. So if you're uncomfortable to having like frank conversations about the awkwardness of sex, it Who might not be to? for you. <laughs> but it is an excellent show. I highly, highly recommend it. It's very funny and sweet. And yeah, there was there was yeah. a gift set I saw, which was um, Gillian Anderson talking to a lady. Who's like she's she's talking about how she feels she has to have sex, but also never ever wants to have sex, and it's basically talking about being asexual, which is like some asexuals are repulsed by sex, and this particular lady seems to be like an asexual who is and just doesn't want anything to do with it and just thinks it's gross, and she, like Julian Anderson is like, yeah, that's um, that you're not broken, that's fine, hmm. you don't have to have sex so if you don't want to. I think so. No, that's the weird thing. It's, I don't know where it was, whether, you know, who the producers of it or whatever, but it's set, it's it's filmed in like the Y Valley. So like Welsh border, I don't know if okay. it's slightly in okay. Wales or, but it's set in America in that it's not at all, but they're at a high school, which is like, you know, they wear the like varsity jackets and they've got all the like, you know, go cougars or whatever it is thing and it's basically and they go to house parties where they have the red cups and i was like so it's set it's filmed in like wales or like the welsh border but it's weirdly set in an american high school but in the uk it's very weird that reminds me of like end of the fucking world yeah and it's sort of like i was gonna say it's end like end of the fucking world because like all the cars are from the 70s but it's set now so it's okay. it's very, it's it's very the setting is almost quite similar to End of the Fucking World, but more American. And I don't know if they do that to like try and. I'm trying to dance around the issue here. Quite often, and I'm very generalising, and it isn't go for everyone, but American audiences don't like watching things that aren't set in the United States. Yeah. Sometimes. That's Hence like... why, like you know, you have to like re redub animes and various sort of with like American actors or refilm the American version of British comedies and all this sort of stuff. It seems to be a thing. It was really bad in the nineties, where um, a lot of anime say because, like in Japan, they drive on the left hand side of the road because that's the way you should do it <laughs> if you're not a silly Billy. And they would flip frames so it looked like oh, the cars weird. were on the other side of the road. Or they'd be like, oh, yeah, we can't do X, Y, Z. Or like, like I, I remember I watched an episode of Cardcaptor Sakura where they just like, she opened a book and it had a bunch of Japanese text in it and they just censored it. They just blurred it all. Yeah, that was a And it was I like, that's that. kind what? of gross. Mm, what the yeah. fuck? Well, this isn't... The... Or like Pokemon where they're eating like like... 
onigiri and it's like oh these hot dogs are delicious <laughs> that's jelly donut like what the fuck are you talking about are you ash are you having a stroke you <laughs> seek medical attention yeah. yeah it's a bit it's it is my biggest criticism of the show but only because and it's such a nothing issue but it, there is no other criticisms i can make of it basically <laughs> that's pretty good if that's the only thing um it's just it does just sort of distract you ever so slightly being like why why are they like going out of their way to set this in not a british school like it's just a bit weird and like mm. you know so are all the be, actors if it was, uh, uh, um, like all, the actors or are they, are they american or are they no no they're all they're all british and they have an assortment none of them have like well welsh accents or accents regional of where they are accents there's like but they're all over there there's like basically all over uk accents there's like scottish people and like southern people and yorkshire people and people from like kind of all over the uk so it's okay. sort of non-specific region in that sense so it's so it's a non an unspecified American school set somewhere in the UK, but nowhere specifically, but also kind of one place. Yeah, which is quite fun, but also it's just like I don't know. It's just it's ever so slightly distracting in that you're sort of like, <laughs> why is this happening? That is a confusing conceit for something not about yeah, it. Yeah, but it's not really a criticism at all, to be honest. It's just that I have nothing else bad to say about it because it's just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. It's awkward and teenager and gross and hilarious and adorable and sweet and aggravating sometimes and it's it's fantastic yeah give it a give it a try and let me know what you think cause yeah definitely i've really enjoyed it it's, i probably recommend watching it in order it's a little bit weird having watched the end of the second season and then gone back and it's but it's quite interesting because i've yeah watched the characters and be like oh i know what you're like you know because it starts off and a lot of the characters are quite cliched and stereotyped and then they obviously develop as characters really quickly that's pretty common though so but yeah 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 but it's weird seeing, watching them and then being like oh i know what you, you're going to become or i know what your character arc is so it's, yeah it's a bit of a weird way of watching it but i'm sure I'm, I'm sure it's good if you watch it in the sensible order i don't know i personally like to skip to the center of a book read to the end <laughs> and then go read the rest of it so it seems perfectly sensible to me <laughs> <laughs> good 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 but yeah, very good. I highly recommend. Oh. And there's like, it's 10 episodes a series and there's two series, but the episodes are an a- about an hour, I think. Okay. So there's like quite a good amount of it. It's not just something you'll burn through in a few hours. So, I mean, you'll burn through it in a fair few hours, but you'll do it quickly because it's quite, you'll watch an episode. It's definitely one of those where you're like, and I'm just going to let the next episode go. <laughs> yeah, very good. But yeah, that's me done. Snipe. Yes. What have you been up to? Well, I've been, again, quarantine. Mental health's been a bit shaky, so I've just kind of been sticking with my comfort games. Uh, I've watched a couple of horror movies. Okay. Um, I watched Unfriended. Ooh. Which is, actually, it's a really interesting um, idea, because... I mean, the idea is kind of boring, but the way they film it is actually pretty interesting. So it's basically, it all takes place on a desktop. And it's like, the main character is some girl. This is, it's, it's literally, it's like a slasher movie. Is this the one that's Skype the horror movie? It's Skype the horror movie. So that, <laughs> oh, like, as in like, a desktop, as in like a Windows yeah. desktop, not, yeah, not well, a physical yeah, desk. Well, it's it's Mac, so you know. Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just like, this girl is just on a Skype window with her boyfriend and her friends, and they're talking about how a friend of theirs committed suicide and stuff like that. And, and it's just... It, it turns out that 
the girl who kills herself is like an angry MSN spirit now, and she's sending <laughs> angry Facebook messages to people, and it just it it's basically like you know every, like one by one they're bumped off kind of thing, and it's just like it's an interesting way to film that, but also it's kind of silly because it's so limiting. Yeah, because uh, I the only bits I've seen of that movie are just the bits where it's just teenage angst over Skype. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of people shouting. And I mean, to be fair, the the effect of like um, you know, the weird kind of uh, what would you call it? Like the weird glitchy kind of digital signal thing. I mean, when the bitrate craps itself. With the bitrate craps Mm. itself, yeah. Yeah. Like, they they put that in, and it's like, that looks pretty good, actually. But yeah, like... Oh, that's the thing they use to hide where the takes are, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, None of the characters are likeable. All of them are complete fucking pieces of shit. Um, And it's basically like, um, if you've seen M. Night Shyamalan's Devil, it's like that, but it's in a Skype call. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's Devil is where there's a bunch of people stuck in an elevator and they've all done sins like one guy I think just like cheated on his taxes once and oh, then he they, definitely they, deserves to be tortured by the devil yeah Ooh. and then the devil literally just starts killing them one by one and it's kind of like that but a bit shittier I mean the like devil wasn't fantastic it had a couple of really eerie shots and it was a nice idea but it didn't quite do it for me um but it's like that, but it's Skype and Facebook. Well. Yeah. And when like, was this made? Like last year. Mm, yeah, it's okay. not very old. I do no. remember people talking and about like, it. And um, like, the thing is, like, when like the scene needs scary or like heart-wrenching music because somebody's died, they just open iTunes and put the song on. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, you've just watched your friend die. Time to listen to like everybody hurts by Aria. Is that not that song is not in there? I just, I'm just not hip and young enough to know what it, sad it, songs. are It common. does give me hope that with with the simple use of a few programs and shadow play, that I too could make a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's okay. an interesting idea. I've not seen that done before, and it was like, yeah. But it's, it's, you've got the kind of found footage problem where. Nobody would be like, because they've all got like, they're all at their computers. So, you know, um, they've all got their webcams on, all their laptops with the webcam built in. Mm. And it's like, oh, there's someone in my house. Let me pick up my uh, laptop my laptop, and just kind of like make sure it's focused on my I want face. The person, I want the person that has a desktop to do that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just kind of runs around for a bit. Because <laughs> he's... he's <laughs> He's Sorry, the I've nerd got... who can backtrace the IPs, so he's like hunting for IPs. I and have shit. this very Scooby Doo image in my head of him <laughs> running backwards and forwards behind, past his webcam with like a killer chasing with a knife. Oh, honestly, no, because it's like a supernatural thing, so uh, you don't ever. No, it's a bit there, but yeah, that was. Yeah. It was. It was really funny because of how like how shitty everyone was, but it it, it was funny for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Uh, I watched another one. Yeah. Called Annabelle Creation. Now, I'll give a bit of backstory on this. Annabelle is part of the Conjuring universe. Have you watched a single other movie in the Conjuring series? No. 
Have you watched a single <laughs> other movie in the Annabelle series? No. But anyway, <laughs> I'm still... Should you have? Probably? Because isn't this a prequel? Yeah, well, it's Annabelle creation. So yeah. it's like some guy who looks so familiar, like his kid dies and then he, like, there's a doll that is made and it's just like, oh, I miss my little girl. Time to make this creepiest fucking doll of her. <laughs> Because, of course, and then, yeah, because like, if, if you're not familiar, Annabelle is um, basically based on the... It was during the 60s, 70s, there was a an evil-possessed doll called Annabelle that a nurse was gifted. Like, the, the mum obviously didn't know that she was like, hey, here is an evil fucking doll, darling. Happy birthday. So her mum gave her this Raggedy Ann doll. The um, the the woman called Annabelle, and apparently it had like oh it was demonic and blur, and it now now it resides in a uh, an occult museum because it's super evil. If I remember, even though I don't think it did anything. Yeah, if I remember correctly, isn't it one of those ones where it turned out everyone was lying? I don't I mean, remember because I mean obviously. I mean obviously they were lying, but yeah, you know, well, that, lying's the wrong word. Well, you know. no, either they were kind of like fabricating stuff, or they didn't yeah. mean to because it, it was a fucking raggedy Ann doll. Um, and Annabelle is in the Conjuring universe as just a creepy porcelain doll that is so comedically evil, no one would ever think it's not. Mm. It is literally, it might as well have a tramp stamp like that says, literally the fucking devil. It's basically the equivalent as if you were to say... Um... Like if you if you made a movie and you uh, cast someone to play an evil politician who looked exactly like Michael Gove, I mean that's um, just too easy. You'd say it was too on the nose. Yeah, uh, it would be the equivalent of doing that. Except yeah. of course Michael Gove is an actual but, like, politician. I mean, like my criticisms of the Annabelle thing is like, okay, so I get it was probably a copyrighted thing because the ragged like the Raggedy Ann doll is referenced in this movie, mm. which is like that's a nice nod. But, okay, so companies, when they have, like, you know, this kind of stuff, so the, the people who hold the copyright uh, and the patents and stuff for the Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andes will will have sat there and gone, you can't use our dolls' likeness for your movie because, you know, they don't want their their product looking like it's it can harm people, that kind of thing. Could I make a perhaps more cynical uh, observation as and to why they might do money? it? And also money? It, <laughs> it uh, if um, that if you make your own doll, then you can create merchandise, merchandise yeah. of that doll. And yeah, then you money. Have the rights to it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's there's all sorts of bullshit involved. But like, the doll they chose is so obviously just like designed to be creepy that it's not. It's not scary at all. It's just a stupid looking fucking doll. And like, I mean, like some people might find it scary, but like. I just look at it and go, that is that is just somebody desperately trying to scare me and it's it's trying way too fucking mm. hard. But that's again my opinion. And it's about a bunch of girls go to an orphanage, like well not not, not from an orphanage to this fucking guy's house where they're like, Oh no, we hid the doll behind like paper mache in a cupboard and they start seeing shit and they start like hearing weird things and you know Annabelle is like bleh I'm a big scary dolly boy girl dolly thing whatever um and it's just that's it and then there's some really weak scares 
I mean, there was one which, like, which would have kind of got under my skin if I hadn't seen it in Paranormal Activity, where there's like a kid size, like you know, like you know when you put like a sheet over yourself and you're like, ooh, I'm a spooky ghost. Yeah, that literally happens, but Good. it's on the Annabelle doll. Okay, and it walks up to uh, one of the main girls, and she's like, "It's not funny," or whatever she says, and then like while she's looking at it, it just drops into nothing, mm. and it's like that's that is a cool scare. Unfortunately, seeing it in Paranormal Activity where it was done a little bit better. I guess the other thing is is that since this is a um a prequel movie, they can't then there's no reason for them to like maintain the illusion that this thing could not be haunted because you as a viewer watching a prequel to a thing already know that it is haunted so mm. there's no there's no reason to maintain I mean, that that tension, so it's probably the worst place to come into a series. So, no, absolutely, but I mean, uh, like, just judging it on kind of, like, the scares and stuff alone, it really didn't have much tension to it. It's, like... It's, it just gets straight into the scares. And I'm like, come on, you gotta, you gotta work up to it mm. a little bit first, you know? But, okay, fine. And, like, they do have, they do reference The Nun, because The Nun movie is also within the Conjuring extended universe i don't know um who the actress who plays the nun fucking phenomenal looking woman seriously she is amazing like wow (laughs) she has such an interesting look like honestly she's gorgeous to look at um but yeah like like (laughs) looking at a convent picture it's like oh yes because there's like a nun there. Because mm. like she's not the evil nun though. She's she's good nun. <laughs> Sorry, you keep saying no. Like I wanted to say none of what. Ugh. I know. No, because I say none and none. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, do continue. Ignore me. Thank you. But yeah, and like uh, the uh, the lady who's in charge of all the orphans, the nun. Um, she's like the the good one. She's like, oh, look at this picture I had taken of my convent. And there's like this suspiciously empty space to the far right where like, it's like, cause it's, it's all like cropped pretty neatly. And then there's just like a bit off to the right. And he, like the guy kind of moves it in his hand and there's like, you know, like the 3D effect or like the, um, the oh. shiny thing where something is invisible and then the light hits it when you move it and it's visible. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's it's going to drive me nuts now. I know, I used to know what that was yeah. called. But basically they've got like a special holographic like convent photo that has the nun in it. Like who's, oh, who's the obviously evil nun? And oh, that's like, oh si- we- that sister eats babies. Like <laughs> That sister punches and, punches and eats children. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't see much that's, of her, actually. sister spits in God's eye and pisses in his mouth. Yeah. We, she, she wasn't she, here for very long. She wasn't here for very long. Like, she, we didn't see her at morning prayer because she was sharpening her fucking fangs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, okay, yeah, that's fun. And honestly, it's like, I think I'm a bit too old for it and I'm not invested in the series, so it was a bit wasted on me. But I was just kind of, eh, whatever. Hmm. Um, also... Doom Eternal. Ah, oh yeah, that's yes. a video game that happened, oh, isn't it? Oh my hecking god, is that a good game? Doom guys never looked hotter. Because <laughs> let's be honest, that's all we're there for, <laughs> right? Right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Am I right? Yeah. No, it's 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 a lot more story driven. Um, if I have one more, if I have one criticism of it, it's the ammo situation is really frustrating early on in the game. And I have another criticism. 
the story mode I feel should be entirely from the Doom Slayer's perspective, like first person. It does pan out into third person frequently, and it's like it. I don't think it works very well. Yeah, but I've, I've only yeah. seen the first like three or so hours when when I was on stream with you mm-hmm. doing it. And yeah, I I do feel that it takes away somewhat from the Doom Slayer's personality to yeah. cut away from him, because well, like in uh, Doom twenty sixteen, it was really you got a real good sense of his his like like his chaotic energy mindedness, yeah, um, from the fact everything was from his perspective. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more serious than this. Not as many jokes. Uh, they do the thing of like, oh, the mortally challenge, which is fucking tedious. Mm. Um. It's a hell of a lot harder. Like, God, is this game difficult. But it's it's good. Mm. I like it. Um, I hate the purple goop. The purple goopy stops you from, like, dashing or jumping. Fuck you. In a game that's, <laughs> like, super focused on, like, hypermobility, it's just like, mm, okay, now I can't even run. Thanks. It's really annoying, but whatever. The new demons are cool. Um... You know, finding pain elementals like like the levels are, are pretty severe. You have like a hub. You have your fortress of doom where you can go to the doom slayer's bedroom, which is like <laughs> he's got like a bunch of guitars. He's got like a bunch of books, which is just so so many little Easter eggs. Like you know, retcons. A Flynn Taggart story, and Flynn Taggart was the doom like marine doom guy's name in the Doom comics, where Rip and Tear comes from. It kind of goes into why Rip and Tear is a thing. I think I think that one's like. Oh wait, a no, that was that was from a maybe a novelization actually. I think I think that version of it's from the novelization because he doesn't have a name. I I don't believe so in the 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 Doom comic, the, the Doom fucking comic, Doom comic, TM, yeah. Which I legit would love a physical copy of one day. I would too. It's oh the worst best thing. How he literally <laughs> starts crying when he gets when he like picks up the BFG. He's literally fucking crying with joy. Every single line of dialogue in the Doom comic is fucking gold. It's perfect. But yeah, and like Daisy, his bunny's in it. Cause like there's a whole thing of like, oh yeah, um Doom guy goes bananas and kills all the demons because they kill his bunny Daisy. Because mm. he has a pet rabbit. Called Daisy. That's from Ye Old Doom. That's from Ye Old Doom, yeah. Mm. And it's like that's cool. You can you also have access to the like basically the old Doom like costume as well, mm. which is amazing. There's there's so many nice little nods in there. I really enjoy it. Very good. How uh, so? Because you've not beat it yet, have you? No, no. Um, how would you say it currently stacks up to Doom 2016? I'd say. I'd say you probably wouldn't appreciate it as much if you hadn't played 2016 mm. because it's like it's more of the same but it's also it's more and then some. Mm. So it's it's like oh yeah here's all these like recognizable like demons and then some. Mm. So now like you know when you encounter like a fucking like a hell knight they are actually a problem that mm. you have to think strategically you have to be hypermobile it's a lot more engaging. I can imagine someone coming into the series at, like, Doom Eternal would get their fucking shit rocked. Because, <laughs> oh my god, it's 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 a lot. It is a lot of information. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of subsystems. Oh my god, is there a lot of systems There's going on so in that game. so many systems going on in that game. It is quite overwhelming at times. Um, but I, I, I like it. And, like, as, as someone who fucking completed Doom 2016, like, 8,000 times... 
Yeah, <laughs> I like it a lot. Mm. But yeah, that's good. Um, oh, dr- I, I've also, Drama Metal like this, I've been getting into running. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I've been doing my couch to 5k. Ah, oh, nice. I'm on like my third week. But okay. I repeated week one twice because yeah. I went for my first run, which if any if anyone's interested in getting into running, this like Couch to 5K is really, really good. And I have an app for it of some guy who's got a really nice voice called Michael Johnson, who comes in and is like, you're doing great. And I'm like, thank <laughs> you, Michael. Um, but yeah, it's just like the first three sessions is like 30 minute runs where you go for a five minute warm up walk. Like, it's a brisk walk. Then you run for, like, you jog for 60 seconds. Then you walk for, like, 90 seconds. And you do that until, like, for, like, basically 20 minutes until a fight, until you have a five minute warm down walk. And you just do that, like, and leave a day in between. And now I'm up to running for 90 seconds and walking briskly for two minutes. Mm. And I am really surprised at how I'm actually, I'm doing it. I'm doing well because oh, nice. I was always really piss poor at this kind of stuff, mm. and like like my stamina is shit. But getting into boxing and stuff, I can't have bad stamina hmm. at all. That's just yeah. that, that's just do you you just fucking there's no point. <laughs> well, in in the way I want to get into it anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I've been I've been oof. I've oh I've, like the weird thing is because I've been so exhausted lately, so I've like. So usually when I exercise, I feel like pumped and I'm like, fuck yeah. And I could keep going. That happens, but it only happens. It only lasts for about 10 minutes. And then I am so fucking exhausted because I've been for a run today. <laughs> and I was hence like, the exhaustion. Hence well, that the and severe the not exhaustion. Slept. Yeah. But no, it's, it's like, oh, because the funny thing is, and I'm, I'm like, if anyone else is interested in getting to running, don't worry, like... Say if it was interested in getting involved in running, don't. don't. No, no, seriously, it's, it's actually it's actually pretty rad. And I would just say, you know, don't push yourself. Like, you don't have to, like, tear ass. Mm. You just, like, as long as you keep a stable pace that you can deal with, that's fine. I mean, I was talking to my PT, and he was like, honestly... If it's just you walk briskly and then for ninety for like ninety like for like sixty seconds, you walk a little bit faster. That's still completely fine, and you're still doing it, and that's still fucking awesome. So it's like it doesn't matter how like how fast you are or how mm. like ignore how where you think you should be, and just stick with what you can do because then you will eventually be able to get there. Yeah. And doing it at your own pace means that that's a more healthy physically and mental way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, my mum did the um, Couch to 5K. Or she didn't do Couch to 5K. She did a different app that was a similar so sort many. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she just doubled up every week. So she did week one twice and then week two yeah. twice. Just because that fitted with her pace better. But she yeah. took at it and she got to the end and now she can do 5K. Yeah, which exactly. Which I'm so proud of her for. Because like, yeah, before no. she couldn't run at all. Like mm. she's, or at least she thought she couldn't run at all. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, running's not for me. I don't like it. I tried it once and I didn't like it. But yeah, I think it's one of those, if you can get into it at your own pace. Absolutely. This without is the, pushing yourself too much. Yeah. If anyone, yeah. like, if anyone at any point is like, oh, you should be here, ignore them. They are yeah. bullshit. Like they are, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I have been told by literal people who have gone to university to like study this shit. That as long as you, as long as you're, you know, going at your own pace, 
Like, you know, not like kind of, oh, I'm going to go out and walk at approximately zero miles an hour. It's like, no, you've got to kind of like, um, it's... As it's, long as you're pushing yourself. Yeah, because like, um, like my PT Bill, he was like, look, you know, you've got to give like six out of ten effort. Because that's like kind of like, you know, so... Sustainable. Little, sustainable. Because mm. then like, because you could go for ten out of ten effort, but you'll most likely injure yourself or you'll just like, you'll burn out super quick and just mm. get really exhausted and neither of those are very conducive. It's about stability and, you know, and like, you know, going at a, what's the word? A, um, consistent, a pace. consistent pace. So yeah, if your six out of 10 is just walking quickly, that's all you need to do. And then like, you know, and then like in a couple of weeks or like a month, however long it might take you, your six out of 10 might be going a bit quicker. It's 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 that. Yeah. But yeah, my first first run, I couldn't go for my next run because what it is, it's like you you run one day, skip a day, go the next. And I was going to be like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go for a run in like you know, in in like not not tomorrow, but the day after. I could not. My calf <laughs> muscles were <laughs> fucked. I could barely fucking move for like three four days. Then I went out and I've been fine ever since. It's just that initial. <laughs> Owie. Mm. And also, wear appropriate underwear, because if you don't, you might physically <laughs> feel yourself being sawn in half. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I started running, I just did it in um, baggy football shorts, because that's what I had. And it was fine for the first when I was just doing like a few kilometres, but as soon as I upped it, I think it was when I started going above five kilometres. I just got back mm-hmm. from my wound with such ridiculous thigh chafing. It was just like, oh yeah. my god, yeah. so uncomfortable. Get running, get running shorts. Is is my recommendation? Yeah, or, or like, um, get uh, thingy. What is it? Uh, like lycra workout, like like really skin tight trousers. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Basically, like, uh, yeah, shorts or, or the trouser version. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get, and wear wear baggy sh- if you don't feel because for the first quite a while I didn't feel comfortable being out in public in tights because you know. This, this environment and world we live in means that men can't wear tights in public. Yeah, so, because everyone, well, like, there's a lot of people who are just dickheads about it. Yeah. So I felt, so I just wore baggy shorts over it, and now I'm just like, you know what, fuck it, it's fine, I don't care. But, yeah. you know, if you feel you don't want to be worrying, put off go doing it because you're worrying about what people think, and so that's, it's fine to wear comfy, comfy baggy things over the top of them. But I recommend at least yeah. underneath wearing the running shorts or running leggings or whatever yeah, because definitely. chafing is real. Chafing <laughs> is real. I ha- I literally saw a guy who was running like a fucking... one of the real long, like, runs. Like, it was a real long one. And this guy had chafed his nipples so hard he just had two big patch- patches of blood. Mm-hmm. I have ended a race like that. It was not pleasant. It was <laughs> horrific to look at. So it's like, you know, it does, like, no one, no one cares what you look like. As long as you've got clothes on, that's all they really care about. But no, I'm, I'm getting into that and it's, it's really nice. Oh, good. Oh, well done. So maybe one day I'll be able to run a race with you and just get, get, yeah. get my nipples super bloody. Yeah, well, you've got the next however long the lockdown lasts to get up to doing a... And then, you know, if you get to if you finish your couch to 5k by then, we can go and do a park run together or something. Oh, that sounds really cool. But yeah, I, it's a nine-week course, the one I'm on. Because nine weeks is the 5k mark. Yeah, okay. But oh, yeah, cool. Um, I might have to repeat a few. Doesn't matter yeah, if I do. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's fine. And if but you yeah. get, you know, that's fine. But yeah, that's uh, that's me done. Basically, what I've been up to. Have we got many questions from a match? We have a few questions, yeah. Okay. Wib, what's the email address? 
It's only no. drummer Matt at snipeandwib at gmail.com. Yes, and it is. And more importantly, if you send a question in after you hear this, then it will go into the Maybe you know, bag, a bag for the <laughs> 100th live episode. So if you have a, a specific question that would be fun for us to answer on the 100th episode, that will be, you know, live and everything, then be sure to send it in to us. Yeah. But that's not right now. What are the questions right now, man? Okay, questions right now. Lavalon. Hello. Do you guys play any games or collect for any game systems that are not GW or Citadel owned? No, don't have the money for it. No. <laughs> Literally just soaks up all my cash. <laughs> yeah, fair. I did buy a box of, like the intro box or beginner box or whatever it was for a different system that I've now completely forgotten who they are. Um, Dead Zone. Yeah. Mantics. Dead Zone. Yeah. Dead Zone Mantic. or Dread Zone? I always forget. I think Dead it's Dread Zone. Zone. It's Dead Zone and Dread Ball, I think. I think so, yeah. It's... I mean, it's better named than a lot of GW stuff, but... <laughs> <laughs> what, because they only have, like, a yeah. cycle of four names? <laughs> yeah, I did I did get the box of that, and I really liked the models, and I really liked how cheap the models were compared to GW stuff, and not being much worse, really. They were, like, 90% as good for 50% of the price sort of thing. Or those numbers might not be exact, you know, that's <laughs> the sort of gist of it. But... I remember we played, like, a single game of it, and it being quite fun. Yeah, but there's just... Without the whole community around it, it's just less enticing to do, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, we uh, we also did play a bunch of Gaslands, although you don't oh, yes. really you don't really so much collect the miniatures of that as buy Hot Wheels cars and then slap bits on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, I've got that that because I've got a three D printer, I can print off the templates now. That's oh, something yes. I can actually do with the three D printer that I obtained. <laughs> yeah, we do need to play Excellent. that. We need to yeah, play no, that. I, I would, I would too love. There's to a get new version of it out now, actually, like oh, a, 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 a set, like a second edition of it. Um, uh, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to look into that. Mm. Yeah, if it's the first one was good, it was complicated, but I think worthwhile in its complications. Mm. In that, once you got your head around how it worked, it was good, and I think simplifying it would have taken away from the game. But it just meant it was a little bit intimidating to get into, and the, your first few games took hours because you were trying to work, remember all the rules and work out yeah. how to do it. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it, so I, w- I would like to get get back into that again. But yeah, they don't make make their models, so it's a no, bit of a weird no. one. Like you don't collect for it as such; you buy the like, book and you, then you do, but you make everything yourself. Yeah. So... Um. Yeah. Oh, Gaslands is great. <laughs> um, all right. Next up, Acidus. Hello. I love this. I love this question. You come home from a long day of self-isolating at home. I do. <laughs> yep. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and who do you find in your living room? But none other than I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Trazin, the Infinite, Trazin. Yeah, the, the Necron, the Necron dude. The Necron yeah. dude. Um, he says that he will not leave until you hand him over a prized artifact for his collection. What piece of tat do you give him to t- send him away? I would give him the greatest, the greatest worst thing that I own, which is an original Master System copy of the game Action Fighter, which is like <laughs> Spy Hunter, but worse by every metric, that I just happen to love for some reason, so I have a, an original copy of it. I would give him your DVD copy of Andromeda. <laughs> Just that's because you just want you want, just want you want Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda out the fucking flat is what you want. <laughs> that's exactly what yeah. I want. Yeah, and that's fair. fair. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And then he'd fair. wipe out the human race, which is like, you know what? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do, Matt? I would give him... Me... The blue jibber of his life. <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I just imagine he'd be cold. Yeah, but then it's like you know, it's like sucking on an ice lolly. That's true. And then when okay, he... I dunk, I dunk him in like some sort of like chocolate sauce to give him a bit of flavour, <laughs> and then you're not worried about your tongue getting stuck to it if it's that cold. It's not, it's that not frozen. Cold. It's just like it's not just very, it could be. Just... It could have been from the depths of space. It's, no, it's like sorbet true, kind of like true. quite chilly. But yeah, okay. You're also no, making get, I... the assumption that Necrons have penises, which I'm like well, 99% percent certain they do and not have any and form of And if they don't, you could like, that could be the artifact. Drum Mac could 3D print him a penis. <laughs> I could just get a magnet, just like magnet something on there. Yeah. That's what rare earth magnets are for. Yeah. yeah exactly. Necron Yeah, you have to use rare earth magnets because you don't want to use a lesser strength magnet and then for it to come off as your yeah. deep soap. No. And as the upside, it means that, you know, as like me, as someone that has magnetized a lot of their Warhammer, it means that when, you, when you're done with the penis, you can take it off and then replace it with like a, a set of LAS cannons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. you can just fuck a LAS cannon barrel, a fake yeah. one. Yeah, that, that is also an option. It doesn't help in this situation, but it is Flame something you can everybody. do. Okay, but what would your actual answer be, Matthew? Mm-hmm. Okay, I would give him my last plectrum because last you're, you know how you have like infinite plectrums and then there's they last the, for ages, but there's eventually the, the you, one that never goes. Yeah, well, you just lose them everywhere, but mm-hmm. then you always have one that lasts ages. Yeah, but the thing is, as soon as you lose that one, you find another one down the back of the sofa. So it's like infinitely valuable. But also very quickly replaceable. It, plectrums do do exist in a very weird strata of value. Mm. Yeah, you have loads of them, and then you get down to one and have it for like six months. But mm. then you lose it, and you find another one that you can hang on till six months until you buy a new, decide to buy a new set, and then you have loads that you lose straight away. You mean it's... that that one that you use for ages, and you go, "Hmm, I've kind of blunted the end of this to the point that it's exactly as sharp as the other two points." <laughs> Yeah. Did you it... mean Snipe plays the bass no, for like two gigs? <laughs> no, you shatter them. I have shattered multiple p- picks on stage because I play so hard. You see, my... And I've grated them as well. So oh, we yeah. get covered in like red plastic. Oh, no, I remember we, uh, like, we bought like a job lot of picks. Dicko bought like some really cheap ones, uh, like a huge job lot of them. And uh, and we used, we used them for a bit. And yet, the way you play bass... I would bass, shatter them constantly. They would shred. I would, they would you would go through, like, like, three of them a gig. Easily. <laughs> and At like, least three a and gig. And it's not like the thing... And of then like, it would be like, oh, I've run out... The red one's shattered. And then it's like, my bass is covered in, like, plastic shavings. Like, red plastic shavings. <laughs> then I'll pick yeah. up a purple one. And then that'll be covered in... It just... I would make confetti. Yeah, it was a weird... Those were weird. They would shatter at- the fucking things. Because they were so, like, brittle. Yeah, they, they they were definitely shouldn't have been used to play bass with at all, and one hundred percent not you playing. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a fucking thing. But yeah, I next question. I, I think on my uh, my old bass, I've still got loads of like fucking plastic shavings behind Probably. the pickups. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, next um, question. Okay, well, Acid has also sent another email. Okay. With okay. the following phrase just repeated about fifty odd times. Okay. It just said, "Hive fleet bovril." <laughs> Fuck off, Acidus. <laughs> that was from a stream, and I'm super mad about it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Zero out of ten. Very bad email. Not happy. Okay. Next up, Noob Painter. <laughs> Hello. Question for Snipe. Oh. 
Since she is the all-knowing font of Age of Sigmar lore. Oh yeah, I wrote it all. Did GW consult you on the new version of Warhammer Fantasy that they're making? Yes. In fact, I am creative director on it, but I am under NDA. So all I can say is that dicks are making a huge comeback. At least... Dicks are coming. Dicks are coming. Dicks are coming. Good. Okay. You heard, it for, you heard it here for Warhammer Fantasy <laughs> oh, is going to be wall to wall cock. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is most people's fantasy. Yeah, no, it's not. It's some people's fantasy. I I misspoke. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but um, I we... don't know how they're going to deal with because that's that's just what I've written. So on a, on a related and yet frankly more realistic note, Mikkel emailed in to say, "I know that Warhammer Fantasy isn't a setting you're familiar with." Um, excuse you. But... <laughs> But what's your opinion on the Kislev Ice Guard that was revealed a few days back on Warhammer? The Warhammer Freaking love them. They look fantastic. I've literally not looked at them because I don't pay attention to Warhammer Fantasy. I thought they looked pretty cool. I think Being they're a... cool because I designed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being a um, originally a fantasy player, back in the day, I remember I bought a... Because Kislev's like a sort of empire-adjacent faction. Um and I collected Empire, so within that there was... Oh, at Games Day, I think it was one year I bought it. They, um, they have a Tsar Boris on a bear model, which is just a, a broken remember hat that, bear. And I, bought, I remember buying it at, game, at Games Day one year and then kind of falling off the hobby before I'd properly assembled it. And then I now have no idea where it is. But that was a cool model. So if yeah. if it helps uh, when it comes to that thing, uh, I have used a couple of the... So you remember ages ago you gave um, some goblin wolf riders... To snipe, I to use not. as Fenrisian wolves. You did, okay, good. Um, and some goblins were still on them. I, ha- I have, re- I have used some of those heads in my Grot Rebellion. <laughs> Excellent. So Excellent. They, so those they have been used. I think they would have been my brothers, to be honest. I believe yeah, they were your I was, brothers. Yeah. I was Empire, and one of my brothers was Skaven, and the other brother was um, goblins, orcs, and goblins. I believe you did basically say say when you gave it to us, it was like technically these are like your brothers, but he won't notice and won't care. <laughs> but yeah, I like I, I like the what they're going for with this. I'm quite intrigued as to what they do with this old Warhammer Old World thing because I think I've mentioned before the Age of Sigma. It just it just doesn't quite jump out at me in the same way that Fantasy did. Mm. I'm the Whereas opposite, if they bring but, if they bring yeah. back Fantasy properly, I'd be well I'd be well up for that. Um, it's just a, I'm not saying Age of Sigma is mm. bad. It's just it doesn't quite jump out at me in the same way as I like honestly like fancy. you don't have to justify it if it's just not quite your speed or like you don't click with it then you just don't and that's fine mm. so don't worry um, now if you were like I don't click with it because wands then that's mm. a problem yeah but yeah, yeah. but you wouldn't so yeah okie dokie Geisertans yeah. um, recommending something that you've probably heard of I've seen it's been kind of everywhere in the last two days but I still haven't watched it yet. Showering? No, okay. Netflix show called Tiger King. Honestly, I, I am sick to fucking death of seeing <laughs> I have that seen far too shit. much of it to actually want to watch it now. I've but... seen, like, literally people are memeing it so hard, I'm just like, no, I'm going to ignore this until, like, a year has passed, I then have... I might watch it, because, oh my god, I'm so sick of everyone just being like, hey, Tiger King, blonde mullets, tiger... I'm like, I don't care. I have learned more about the show... By you saying that sentence, than I knew beforehand. It's all I knew is literally everywhere. All I knew, all I had seen people say is that it was a thing that existed, but I knew mm. absolutely nothing about it. Sorry, guys, the tans. Like, I, I don't mean to be like, <laughs> "Hey, thanks for suggesting something." You absolute cur. 
But no, it's just kind of like, oh, I need to, like, it needs to cool off before I watch it, because seriously, like, I don't know what it is about my social medias, it's just everyone is fucking just memeing about it, and I'm just so done with it already, so I just need to, there's a cooling off period I need. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm probably in the same boat, to be honest. It looks interesting. I would want to watch it, but I'm already done with it before mm-hmm. I start. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I'm the only person who should probably try and watch it. Then yeah, because, go watch it and then tell put, us if it's any good. I have literally no expectations. All I know is it is a thing that exists that some people may like unironically or may like ironically. I don't even know that much. Mm-hmm. I don't know how legitimate the, the liking of it I is. I don't know, but yeah. I've been memed out, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, ugh. Yeah, fair. All right, next up, Eddie Two Sheds. Oh, I wonder what they're calling that. Is it because he has three sheds? <laughs> Sorry, that, is, that name just tickles me. <laughs> yeah, it's good, right? Um, any suggestions for podcast games? They they had they had Euro Truck Simulator for a while, but they feel like they're done with that. Stardew Valley. Mm. That's a good one. Elite Dangerous is a good one. Yeah, Banished is a good one. Sims. The Sims is really good. If you just want to like build shit or like destroy lives or like see how good the genetics is, that's good too. Any uh, big simulator is really pretty good. Things like uh, City mm. Skylines, yeah, uh, very good for that. Yeah. yeah. See, I just want to go. So you had your truck simulator. Can I point you in the direction of American Truck Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait! I know the ultimate one because it's one of the biggest time sink games I've ever played. Oh no. Mm. Factorio. Ah uh, yes. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna say one. Minecraft. I, oh, a little underground yeah. game. A little underground. You might literally. Have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, just get the shovel. You're digging your own grave there. Because mm. uh, I've hit bedrock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to move on. Um, <laughs> Please. Second question: What do the traitor Primarchs do on an average day? They must do something while waiting to be summoned by their cultists. They, right? they read manga. Good right. manga, like Good manga? Way of the House Husband or B Stars. Okay. Or other stuff <laughs> like um, Ore uh, Monogatari or My Love Story. That I'd say that's definitely Angron's favorite because it is a really sweet. Song. Uh, pers- you know what the actual answer is? Mm. Brood. Yeah, they're pretty two-dimensional a lot of the time. So <laughs> I mean, Ang- uh, Angron is literally just sitting there the whole time, just going. <laughs> <laughs> Basically sounded Ang- like oh, it sounded like a camping kettle going off the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is he's like he's on Reddit all day, which is why he's like it makes him super That's mad. why he's so angry. That's why he's so angry. Fact, I do make so that noise shit. every time I look at Reddit. Yeah, same, honestly. Cause you can't go like one post without someone making a fucking garbage joke that's just really hurtful oh, yeah. and, and and silly. So yeah, it's Angron just being super mad about it. What do you guys think? Apart from brooding, what do you think they do? They're probably just having a good old wank, really. I think they probably would. I wonder if Fulgrim ever gets bored of wanking his snake dick. <laughs> would you if you had a snake dick? I mean, he's got four arms, so... Yeah. That just means that more opportunity to try and fail at the stranger. At the stranger's stranger. Mm. <laughs> the strangest thing is that his cock's a snake. I mean, yeah, that does that does make it a pretty strange Quite stranger. Strange. Mm. <laughs> I mean, more. Do you think like he would? Because like, if you had four arms, like everyone gets a bit freaky. Well, most people. So like, you think like, okay. So do you think maybe he'd try like left and right hand, or like all four, like just choking his snake? I guess it depends on how waxing that dolphin. 
Well, I mean, like maybe he has really small hands or like really mm. big hands. We I mean, we we've not seen behind um, his his anal plate, so unfortunately, <laughs> not yet. He could have one hand on on his snake, one hand on his. Does his snake have balls? Presumably. Yeah, they're just like they're just smaller snakes. They're, okay. they're, they're like Suchinokos. They're just like, they're okay. Chubby. So he can, he, so he can have one hand, yeah. one hand on his on his main snake, one hand on each of his snake balls, and then one hand on his butt. Is his butt just an open snake mouth? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yes so he has one. <laughs> he has one. But oh my god, what's he gonna do with the nip nips? Are his nipples like rattlesnake like rattles? <laughs> so when he gets turned on, you just hear this. <laughs> that's a, that's what a rattlesnake sounds. It, it sounds like a plate obvious. breaking. It is painfully obvious that I'm the only one here that has read a book of Fulgrim post mutation. Yeah, and you're the <laughs> yes. only one with like a closed mind and can't see the possibilities of snake anus, snanus, if you will, <laughs> or sneenus and snorls and snipples. Okay, good. Moving on. Okay. James wrote in. Hi, James. Um, rec- recommending a bunch of um, mobile suit Gundam shows for the lockdown entertainment. Okay. Oh yeah, because there's a million been... fucking Gundam <laughs> shows. Yeah, take your time. The ones I won't go into too much detail about to tell about which ones which. But he's the three he suggested are I and Blooded Orphans, uh, Gundam the Origin, and Gundam Thunderbolt. Okay. Are these good to yeah. start off with? Because I've always wanted to kind of try Gundam, but it's one of those things you look at and you go, where the fucking hell do I start with? It's a bit well, like, it's like comic get, books. It's like trying to get into like Ultraman and you go, okay, like I, I can obviously just start at the start and then you realise that the very first show is not even called Ultraman, it's called Ultra Q and actually has very little to do with Ultraman. Okay, it just okay, has okay, okay you need to slow over. down. Take a breath. Everything <laughs> okay. is fine. But that's basically how I feel when I look at Gundam. I'm just yeah. well, this, confused. This first one, I Am Blooded Orphans, is set in its own timeline so you don't need to know any, any of the other stuff to enjoy it. It's just I, like own, like, separate I like thing. that. So there you go. Oh, and there's um, there's a robot whose name directly translates to Bearded King of Wolves, so there's something there for Snipe too. Excellent. Oh, I like that. Um, I, I've watched. Have you guys watched any Gundam stuff? I watched um, Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny. I, think I tried called. to watch a little bit of Gundam Wing when it was on. Um, was it would be Toonami? Tsunami, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the 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 late night thing. I, uh, yeah, Hartley definitely Network. not watch cartoons online. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I tried to watch a few back in the day, but every time I watched an episode, it would be like dense politics of the world, and I had no context for any of it. And I'm like, I just want to see the robots punch each other. <laughs> um, and I and if I've not got any good context for the rest of it, it was like, well, I don't know what's happening. I don't even know why the robots are punching each other. I'm so confused. <laughs> well, if you'd paid attention to the politics. In the, in the 10 episodes I hadn't seen, nor had any, <laughs> nor you even knew existed before that moment. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next up, Robert. Hello. I'm a bassist and a singer. Good man. I've always liked Scar and Scar-adjacent genres, but never got chance to play such music in a band. Mm. So to remedy this, I'm thinking of picking up a new instrument in the brass section. I'm drawn to the trombone, but trumpet and sax sound very good too. Do you have any advice? Trumpet. <laughs> I personally think if you're going to end... Because tr- trombone is big and scary. <laughs> if you've got the chance, or if you're going to be the only, like person in a band who's playing horns 
then sax and trombone, I think, tend to work better as solo instruments. Mm. Also, like, you know, Wimp's totally not trying to live vicariously through you because he desperately wants one day to to own and learn how to play a baritone saxophone. Oh, I would yes. love to be able to play a baritone sax. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful instruments that don't cost several thousand pounds to buy. <laughs> yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. I think um, you'd be better off just with a harp. <laughs> but yeah, I have very little advice because I, uh, I have never played any brass instruments. So I, I would have... very much like to uh, get into it. Hmm. I played flute, clarinet. Is a clarinet technically brass? That's woodwind. No, oh, they're both woodwind. Yeah. I've, I've never, I've, I've barely ever yeah, been Yeah, but then again, so is proximity. sax. Yeah, saxophone is also woodwind. It's also a it's, woodwind instrument. Yeah, in the brass section. Yeah. Because, obviously. It, don't, don't bring that up to a brass player, because they, they will have a fight, they will fight you, like, you know, if you talk to a violin or fiddle player and call their instrument a fiddle or a violin they will fucking go <laughs> off on you jesus christ that's a great way to start an argument with musicians i always like telling zoe our sax player that she played in the she played brass that was always quite mm. like, oh i love like, like no it's a woodwind instrument i like, know it's like no no no, you're a horn player and she's like bitch <laughs> but yeah um playing the flute fucking sucked keys <laughs> Those keys are bullshit. I don't know if I've ever actually seen someone play a flute at a gig. Eh, maybe. I don't know. We've been to a lot of gigs. Um, clarinet is fine. It's just like, it's basically the grown-up recorder. <laughs> That's literally it. Really easy to play. Yeah. It's all yeah. in the tongue. Yeah, I know what I said. There, I have listened to a ska band that had a clarinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, I, I can't remember, they came from somewhere in Eastern Europe and they were called Pest of a Child. And uh, the way they worked it was that they, I think they had a clarinet and a trombone player. And what they tend to do was to have the clarinet playing in the softer parts of the song. And then Mm. when it gets into distorted parts, the trombone would take over because the clarinet doesn't work quite so well Mm. in in that. But it works really well over like kind of just the kind of more traditional scary parts. It was was an interesting way of mixing the two. Mm. uh, Mm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, basically at the end of the day, go whatever the fuck you want. Basically. I mean, yeah, I guess, what do you have access to? Yeah, like, because... quite a good way of doing it, if you see a good deal on a trumpet. Yeah, with, like, <laughs> um, with wind instruments, Ooh. they can be very expensive. I actually do have a good piece of advice. Hmm? Uh, if you want to get mm-hmm. into playing brass instruments, um, <gasps> you can get both pla- plastic versions oh. of both trombones and trumpets, which are P-bone yes. and a P-trumpet. They are a lot cheaper, but if you do get them, get a traditional... Get a brass mouthpiece. Do you that again? No. He said breath. <laughs> breath mouthpiece. Breath mouthpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Take the mouthpiece out of your mouth to say that. Please. No. Uh, but yeah, get a, get a um, standard uh, regular metal mouthpiece because they sound infinitely better if you have one of those rather than the plastic one they come with. Yeah, because they sound a bit shitty. Yeah. But you can, mm. but um, we, we uh, our um, trum- uh, trombone player, Ben, um, he played a P-bone quite often. It was a big it purple, yeah. And the only thing he, he replaced was the mouthpiece, which was uh, which was standard brass one. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's my one bit of actually good uh, yeah. advice for learning to play those. And have fun. Yes. Very last question, Malta. Hello. You have a budget for a rule book, army book, and starting box for an army. What game and army do you start? I have been quite tempted to do some to, to get into Age of Sigmar. In all honesty, same. 
just because the Ossiarch Bone Reapers are just so fucking cool. <laughs> they're just I I like bones. I think bones are great. Can't get enough of them. Oof. Line big my fan hand. of bones. Big fan of bones. I just can't get enough. Oh, I'm a bone queen. They call you calcium. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you um, fucking tired, love. <laughs> Come on, that was great fun. And I want to censor it so it's funnier. Yeah. yeah. Proving the point. Proving the point. But yeah, they're just, oh, they, they are so cool. And also, I desperately want to own an, a um, a Gothazar Harvester. They yeah. are so fucking you just, cool. You just want a Dreadnought army in any game you play. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want to play um, Lizardmen. Very mm. you, because you just like skinks. Yeah, skinks I, I, I do think skinks are cool, but I, I just... You would definitely uh, do a skink army he, if you weren't yeah. currently do doing a Quat Rebellion army. Rebellion army. <laughs> yeah. And I would do a Gothazar Harvester army. Dreadnought army. Like Dreadnought yeah. army. We basically just make our two armies. But, but just with different, different models. Well. But yeah, that's what yeah. that's... I, I would go for Lizardmen. I probably wouldn't go like... I probably wouldn't go quite so heavy on skinks, but I, I have a weird pull towards Lizardmen. Possibly because they're dinosaurs, and dinosaurs kill... If you want to yeah. suck a dinosaur's dick, that's, with, that's I, like... That's between you and your reptilian overlord. I think you will be the first person to point out that you can think something is cool without wanting to suck its dick. Well, I don't want to suck a lightsaber's <laughs> dick, but I think they're really cool. Although, how weird would it be if someone pulled a lightsaber on you and it was just like flopping around because there was a penis on it? <laughs> okay, uh, we are at two hours and 20 minutes of the recording, cool. and I don't really want to have a full tangent about the mechanics of a light, of a floppy, a, a flaccid <laughs> lightsaber. Well, maybe it's just not feeling it. Or maybe so, it's Matthew, kind of, um, what, what, ar- yeah. what army box would you get in what um, game? Yeah, I know, as much as I say, I like Age of Sigma doesn't jump out at me. I do want to give it a go what i really want to do this isn't answering the question but i've, I've got an old um start collecting box set of bretonians that i bought just before fancy was not a thing that existed anymore but you mm. are a bretonian um because it sounds good. like britain yeah mm. that's the joke and now it's 10 times funnier i mean i'm not because bretonia is more like breton which is north france rather than big brit breton which is well i mean you lived but... in france for like three years bro yeah that's true yeah but not the north of france not breton Oh, yeah, anyway. you know what? <laughs> Fuck me in the eye with a rake. <laughs> Fuck What the shit but do anyway, I know? I, I want to make those into a feasible Age of Sigma army because I know that they've brought, they've got the rules now for the um, various of the old Empire units. Is like Free Cities stuff or something? Yeah, like the Free Cities came out and they have like knights units still. So I just wanted, Ooh. I can build the Bretonians but run them as Free City knight people. Ooh, so I think it fun. could be feasible. Mm. But that yeah. isn't really answering the question at all. I already own a start collecting box. I'm trying to sort of wedge <laughs> well, it into, a, current, into a different system. The new one for the army you want to run, so you, then you have like double. Yeah, for the I same don't know price. if there is a start collecting box for these free city things, but yeah, let's let's say that as an answer yeah. to the question. Why not? Just yeah, to move on. <laughs> um, and the very last question, second question from Malta is: What is your fondest wargaming memory? Hmm. Uh. Oh, that's something I needed to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. have a run up to. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. My fondest gaming memory was when I think I was playing against Unity's army and your army mm. of uh, your your Argent Wardens, which are your Blood Angels. Yeah, my best means. Your best means, and with 
a well-timed dreadnought, like, las cannon shot that managed to blow up his ran... blow up his land radar. Um, it rolled a six, it exploded. And, and I think it was, like, D6 wounds to, basically, D6 model wounds to everything in a six-inch radius, which is where... Everything that had been inside the Land Raider had been. And I killed everything. I killed the Land Raider. I killed everything apart from one standard Space Marine. <laughs> so left Who was just like, like the fuck? Yeah, I killed a bunch of Unity stuff as well. I, think. I don't think that... I think you're mixing up two games there. Maybe, maybe. Because I think that was a game with just me and you. Okay. But yeah, so I killed basically a pie plate full of dudes apart from one. Because you always got to leave one alive because dead men tell no tales. <laughs> so yeah, that was like... But then you killed that guy as well. So. I killed that guy too. <laughs> but it was just like, that was such an amazing fucking shot and series of events. So that, I was quite proud of that. Mm. That was good. One of the more recent ones was a uh, costume purge the picks. It was just weird. Yeah, fun mm. with that. That was, that was really yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drama boat. What about you? I liked um, what's Games Day called now that we went to Warhammer Day. Warhammer mm. Fest. Yeah, I liked that. It wasn't a specific game that we played there because yeah. we didn't play any games there, but it was cool, just sort of hanging out, diving into the hobby a bit deeper. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. It was. It was a great fun day. Yeah. Plus, I can't think of a different answer. And hopefully next year. Uh, we'll actually be able to go. Yeah. Rather Fingers than it crossed. just not existing. Mm. But yeah, that's that's everything, isn't it? Yes. Cool. Well, thank you for your questions. Remember, get them in for our special 100th live episode. Um, make it special, make it good, otherwise you'll make me sad. It's a lot of pressure to put on the viewer. It probably won't Listener, make me sad. Audience. Ooh. Last thing, actually, I'll just say, some, one of the people, and I can't remember who it was who emailed in, but they did say, P.S. read the subject line, and I read the subject line, and the subject line was, Wib is wrong. So, yes! Thank you, you perfect I mean, there was also being. a bit in the brackets after that saying, I don't think he actually is, but I don't want to upset Snipe. I take but... it back. <laughs> I take it back. And then it was like, the next brackets was like, I hope you don't read out the, la- the latter part, because then Snipe will be mad at me. And guess what? She is. But yeah, that's everything. Remember, stay inside, be safe, be kind, and we love you. Bye. (laughs) I'm going to go sleep now. I think we're all going to go sleep (laughs) now, honestly. Everyone (laughs) needs a little nap with the blankie. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) Bye.